I'm, I'm going to read the back of this DVD to you, okay? Traditional Chinese culture has always been uh, rather traditional about love and sex. Premarital sex is frowned upon, one-night stands are unthinkable, and divorces are rare. Chinese uh, have been generally perceived as conservative, if not awkward, when approaching fundamental questions about relationships between men and women. Which is interesting, because this is Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast contains explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. Oh shit, here we are. Hey. hey. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to the second Thundercast Live. Uh, we are coming to you live. I don't know. I for- totally forgot how to do a fucking intro for this. <laughs> <laughs> you can't redo it. I can't redo you it can't this re- time. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Thundercast. My name is Christian. My name is Lucas. And I'm Liam, here for another live show that just talks about movies. That's right. Today, we are sponsored by you, by our patrons, which you can go to patreon.com slash thunderlizard to find out more information about that. You can subscribe for as low as $1.50 Canadian per month, and you get access to the to uh, a number of backlogged uh, free episodes of the, of the show. You get episodes of the show as they're, uh, like, days before they come out our post show all that good jazz and today we are coming live from right here here right here on youtube and twitch dot, right. dot tv we no, are youtube.com yeah. youtube.com twitch.tv that's right Twi- and, and yeah. i believe you can see that all if you yep i'm pointing the right direction if you go and look right down also i forgot to flip my video so i'm gonna do that real quick uh, <laughs> there we go yep. Hey. Yeah. yeah. I mean, usually we're really good at being internet whores, but today not so much. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome everybody Welcome to, to the Thundercast. Show. Today on the show, we are going to be doing a thing we haven't done in a really long time. And it's that true. is we are going to be playing some games. Um uh, Well, at... I mean, we technically played a game on the last episode, but that was a new game. We're what? Oh, true. Yes, our game yes. show. Yes, we are oh, not. Yeah. We are not playing uh, uh, Enter Title. We're not Enter playing Enter Title, yeah. and we're gonna be doing Cool Wars at the end of the episode. I wanted to play again, but they didn't want to lose again. <laughs> the points don't matter. Um, <laughs> so, if you have any suggestions for Cool Wars, Cool Wars, feel free to post them in the chat as we go along through the episode. Um, so, we're gonna start with the ingestion. Who would like mm-hmm. to go first? Um, I could go just because mine aren't too long. Go for it, Liam. Yeah. All right. So I guess to start, uh, I'll just uh, start with uh, the first thing really quick because I kind of talked about half of it uh, the last episode. I finished watching The Boondocks. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, just to be clear, I didn't watch uh, season four just because I've been advised by every fan and just vote anybody I know who likes good media to not watch it yeah um overall uh by the time it was all said and done i kind of loved it yeah even if it's like pretty much all your sensibilities in terms of the animation style right yeah well i mean like the animation style um uh what do you call it like like christian and lucas know like i've never really been uh very big into like uh rap or hip-hop or whatnot right um but like not without due to any animosity or anything just uh never really been my like my genre of choice but like uh one thing and my brother was really clicked uh cleared up a bunch of details for me which is i was like who would have thought that it would have gone so that blending like anime sensibilities and uh and hip-hop would work as well as it did 
And mm-hmm. then uh, he started uh, breaking down like Weber's actually been a lot of an intersect, an intersection, at least since the 90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you can um, thank the Wu-Tang Clan for that. Oh, definitely. Um, In fact, I even said I, even when he told me about uh, about with the Wu-Tang Clan, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Given Riza has directed a lot of Kung Fu movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, uh, it's uh, there's a lot of really, really good satire in this show, particularly uh, political and uh, social. Like, there's one episode that tackled uh, the Bush administration's disastrous response to uh, Hurricane Katrina. Right. And how everybody has to go live with uh, the Freemans. And uh, was it everybody's just reacting and behaving very poor in spite uh, due to that? The Freemans being the main. Uh, the family, uh, Granddad, Riley, and uh, Huey. Right. Uh, there's another episode there. Uh, uh, one of my favorites was uh, where it talks about. Uh, uh, what is it? It's uh, tackling uh, Barack Obama's uh, first uh, election campaign, and uh, uh, it's told in the style of a uh, uh, was it of a Werner Herzog doc- documentary? Oh right. And he shows up and interviews each character and tries to give a perspective on how it goes and like. And it's actually Herzog, right? Yeah, Herzog does the voice, and it's written <laughs> like how he would say, um, like uh, how he would probably describe things in his documentary. Like there's one point where he's interviewing Granddad, and he's like. I struggle to determine if Robert Freeman is a pathological liar or suffering the early stages of dementia. <laughs> Sorry, um, my, I just realized one of my buttons undid, and I was just hoeing it up a little bit. <laughs> just, just straight up. I caught it, I caught it, but sorry, carry on. Um, but no, uh, it breaks down about how um, Granddad's all excited because um, he thinks that it's like, oh, uh, what is it? He's going to lower my taxes. I'm an old senior citizen, and it's like, Actually, he has promised to raise taxes in your, within your income bracket. <laughs> uh, that uh, uh, Riley thinks that since a uh, was a black man is now president, he could just get away with whatever he wants, and like uh, just act like uh, like uh, the people like what's talked about in like a bunch of gangster rap music, right? And mm-hmm. then. I remember Huey was just completely indifferent and heard songs going off like, this is the most depressing fucking kid I've ever met in my life. What if Herzog just improves most, like pretty much everything, right? Like... Yeah. I would like to see the baby. Baby. <laughs> and over's uh, like one point where he's going off and saying like, uh, he's like, I, I, I hear this kid and I want to slit my own wrists. And <laughs> my head into Jesus. Bat, but I brought no blade and no bat. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right, then. But no, uh, again, it's uh, really funny, uh, very, uh, very, very satirical. Um, at times, uh, again, it pushes some of my limits. We're like, because there's this one character who's uh, uh, named, there's this one character named uh, Uncle Ruckus. Right. Who um, is the, uh, the ultimate embodiment of the Uncle Tom stereotype on crack. Right. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Steven from uh, Django Unchained was partially inspired by him. Oh, that's uh, Sam Jackson's character? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Sam Jackson's also in the show. He plays one of the whitest characters on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's What a way to play that's against why. type. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, then next, um, the other thing I did was I reread um, Kick-Ass of a first... Uh, uh, arc of a comic by Mark Millar. One of my favorites when I was 12, and I'm sad to say that I don't like it very much anymore. That's fair. Yeah. It is not aged well at all. It's unbelievably nihilistic and pessimistic. 
I don't even think like, I have you, it on my shelf anymore. I think it's just in my long box. Have you uh, seen the movie to uh, Kick-Ass Lucas? Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of differences in the comic. Like, uh, to give an example of how cynical this book is, you know uh, how in the movie, uh, uh, Nick Cage, Big Daddy, wants revenge for the death of his wife mm -hmm. and uh, his and him going to jail? In the comic, it's revealed that uh, it you think that's the same backstory, but it turns out that he just stole his daughter and ran away from his wife because he was like a comic book nut because uh, he wanted to give his daughter a, quote, exciting life instead of just uh, having her sit around and watch American Idol. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, um, there's also um, in the comics, um, uh, one thing I do prefer in Bear just because one of my biggest criticisms, is, criticisms with the movie is how the relationship stuff went down, like with uh, Dave with and uh, Katie. Yeah, in the movie uh, and in the comic, he pretends to be gay so he could be with her and just, like, hang around her. Mm -hmm. In the movie, when he tells her, um, uh, was it the truth, they get together. Well, in the comic, uh, what I prefer there is that uh, when he tells her, she's like, no, you creep. And then she has her boyfriend beat him up. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, um, that's the appropriate response. Yes. <laughs> I mean, maybe not by beating somebody up, but... <laughs> Liam, care to, care to tell a personal story on this? <laughs> No, no. That Liam had something <laughs> similar, not not with him, but with with a person in his family who's a total fucking piece of shit. But anyway, carrying on. Yes. Um, but no. Uh, rewatching or uh, rereading it. Uh, the art style, I'm still a sucker for. It's uh John Romita Jr. Yeah. It's just uh, it helped me rein. It just reinforced the older I've gotten just how much I really don't like Mark Millar as a writer. Um, he's the same guy who also wrote the comic that uh, Civil War is based on. Yeah. And he wrote Old Man Logan, and Old Man Logan is one of my most hated comics. Well, I like Real, Old Man I, I Logan. Read, I haven't read it, but from what you guys have told me, it sounds really fucking weird. It's I liked Old Man Logan dumb. until about the last issue. Yeah, with the uh, inbred Hulk, uh, uh, the inbred Hulk uh, brothers, the incest Hulk. Yeah, yeah, the insects, yeah. The incest Hulk family. Um, then let me see here. Um, the other day, for the first time, just because I was hanging out with a friend, I watched 28 Days Later. The, I had never seen it before. And uh, I had a friend who I hadn't seen in a while. We were hanging out at my place. and Which we he, can do uh, now. We can do yes. that now. Yeah. Doesn't that blow your yes, fucking yes. mind? Yes, let's really cover <laughs> our bases there. Yeah, we are, we are legally allowed to do that now. So. This is true. Um, and Liam, but, make, sure, uh, we, make sure we're not showing the labels. <laughs> Liam, full on Diet Coke ad. <laughs> but, funny there's a lot of pepsi ads in 28 days later yeah oh yeah oh yeah um but no uh we were hanging out and uh he was going through the shelf uh deciding what we were gonna watch because we were kind of like oh i don't want to watch beavis and butthead anymore and then uh he was like well, want to watch 28 days later which i own a copy of but i seen him like dude i've never seen he's like liam mcginnis has never seen 28 days later yeah or sorry insert last name here <laughs> <laughs> You just fucking uh, doxed yourself, bud. I don't even have to do it this time. And it's live. Um, so, I mean, I don't think anybody's watching right now. If you are watching right now, make sure you say hi in the chat. Um, but uh, we watched it. Uh, and overall, I I really enjoyed it. Um, I think it loses some steam towards the end when they get to uh, uh, the compound with uh, Christopher Eccleston. Yeah, I agree. But uh, it's, uh, it's one of Killian Murphy's first movies. Or like first major movies, and he carries himself pretty well. Yeah, he's kind of a powerhouse. Um, it's uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, not as interesting because sometimes I could tell like Danny Boyle probably uh, sped up a frame rate. He did. 
He did, especially when the zombies are running. He, like, so yeah, they, they, uh, they would shoot those scenes, I believe, at 30 frames instead of the 24, regular 24. So they would actually shoot those those scenes faster um, to make them seem like they were moving faster. Yeah, because there were points where I couldn't tell just because he used like a uh, older, like he used a lower end model of camera to film a movie. Yeah, which is called a Canon XA10 <laughs> or not XA10, would... XL1. Yep. And yeah. th- I believe I believe for that movie they they shot a lot of it without permits, right? Or at least like very very guerrilla style. It was guerrilla style, um, but like part of it was that they would like they were only allowed to shut down streets for like an hour. And so mm-hmm. they would like shut down a very very busy London street for an and only be allowed to shut it down for an hour. Oh yeah, like uh, a bridge that literally uh takes you across to Big Ben. A bridge I have walked down and I've seen the traffic on there. Yeah, no, they were only allowed to shoot for like half an hour at like 6 a.m. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, no, um, also uh, with that movie, it helped get us Alex Garland, who's become one of my favorite uh, writers slash directors working right now. Um, but yeah, overall, I'm just mainly just happy that I finally saw it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm glad you saw it, too. Maybe don't watch the um, second one. Um, I've heard, I've heard from some people the second's good. I've heard from some not so great. I've heard that it's just not as good as the first. Yeah, it's not Danny Boyle. Uh, yeah, I know he didn't direct it, and I think Garland wrote it still, but I, I don't so. know. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing, uh, just I'll probably talk with Christian for a second about is we saw a Quiet Place Part Two. That's right. I also did. saw it. Did you? Um, did you watch? Oh, it I did. On, did you watch it on Prime? Yeah. 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 Yeah, that yeah. sucks. Should we all talk about it together, Ben? I, Might as well. Yeah, fuck. Yeah. I mean, we all saw it. So. Yeah. yeah. No, let's, all, let's, let's all talk about the movie we all saw separately. Yeah. <laughs> the end of each one of our ingestions, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what'd you think? I liked um, it. Uh, I didn't love it. Um, mm-hmm. I think the first one is a hell of a lot better. Uh, the second one is very, like, in terms of story, is very po- problematic. Because and I feel like it just it kind of counteracts a lot of the the um, suspense that came from the first one. Having mm-hmm. said that, it is one of the most suspenseful suspenseful movies I've seen in a very long time. I um, think why um it may not be as, I think what your problem different Christian, different, different kind of suspense. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. your problem may come from the fact that the novelty kind of wore off a little bit because yeah. you kind of became used to it after the first one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm. I liked it. Uh, I liked it overall. I didn't like it as much as the first one, um, but like uh, overall, I thought it was a worthy sequel. I see Lucas's smirk, which means he's gonna say, "I didn't like it." <laughs> I no, I didn't. I didn't hate it. Uh, I didn't. I didn't like. I didn't even fully dislike it. I was like just very indifferent about it. That's yeah. Reasonable. Like I watched it. and I'm like, that was a movie. Do you think it would have been your your opinion would have been different if you saw it in a theater? Maybe, yeah. Maybe uh, that's that's very very possible. I watched it at like midnight in my room with all the lights off. So oh yeah, it was kind of theatrical. But... <laughs> Did you just get a blanket? You get a blanket. You fucking put it over over your laptop. Yeah. Or, uh... No, it was uh, on a, it was on a fifty inch TV. It wasn't oh, okay. wasn't just on a, on a computer no. screen. Um, no. But I, I think it was a smart decision to kind of center the story on uh, the the daughter who's deaf. I can't mm-hmm. remember the character's name. Uh, Regan or Reagan. Okay, yeah. I think it was a pretty smart idea to uh, center the story mostly on her. I, I wish they used Emily Blunt more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I feel like she was just kind of there in this movie. 
And a criticism I heard uh, from someone else online, and I, I think kind of uh, is is, prob- is correct for me at least, is that this movie's kind of emotionally disconnected from the first. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it, feel, it feels like uh, John Krasinski's character's death, spoilers, um, <laughs> happened like a long time ago, but like it, it, people, they, they weren't acting like they were in mourning, in my opinion. Right. Uh, which which felt kind of weird to me, uh, but it was very suspenseful. It was uh, the the direction was was really really solid. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the biggest thing I'll give it is of uh, directing and of uh, a cast. Mm-hmm. Like I honestly thought uh, Killian Murphy fit in really well. He did. He did. He was great. But um, in my opinion, you can tell Krasinski wrote that whole movie by himself, right? Cause- yeah the 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 writing was not as good as the first one. Because uh, I don't, I don't think Krasinski wrote the first one. At he, least not he did the own. final draft. I think he just punched it up. And really? I okay. think uh, Krasinski. Uh, in my interactions I've had with uh, particularly Office fans and fans of Krasinski, I think they've given him a little more credit than he deserved for. Uh, was it some stuff with that movie? Yeah. Mm. Um, my biggest criticism that. Uh, do you think it's fine if we spoil it, Christian? Uh, let's just say it straight up now. If you have not seen A Quiet Place Part Two then uh i mean don't give you a thumbs up when it's okay to unmute sure yeah yeah (laughs) i was Um, gonna say you can leave but don't leave please (laughs) um yeah uh mute mute now all right so my biggest thing is stop (laughs) casting jaimon hanso in nothing rolls that guy is too good i agree yeah that was I, I kind of forgot about uh, that until you mentioned that, but that was totally something that I was I was disappointed in. When yeah. I saw him, I was like, "Yes, this guy rules. I want to see him more shit." And then he's in the he's... movie for the uh, the whole of what five minutes, I yeah, think, basically. approximately. Yeah, that guy rules. The guy's yeah, got no, like seven like, lines. Yeah, I think it pisses. So, uh, for a couple of reasons. One, for the past few years, we've just been giving this guy nothing rolls and just whatever big blockbuster comes out despite the fact that we all know he's a really good actor. And second, this is uh, something that, like, I don't pull the whole, uh, was it, oh, that's racism line very lightly. But when you have the only person of color in your movie and you give him a fucking stupid death like that, yeah, mm-hmm. there's some trouble there. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it, yeah, because he, it, the way that he, the, the context in which he dies is just, I don't know. Because he, he just, he just gets removed from the movie. Yeah. That's basically it. They yeah. were just like, oh no, our runtime is almost up. Because that, that's like right at the end of the movie. There's like, what, 10 I was, minutes left? I was hoping he was going to come back and like he survived. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't... Uh, uh, yeah. At that point, he, you might as he well got have Krasinski. Right the chest, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at that point, you might as well have Krasinski just like Jesus himself in. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that guy, every time I see him, he's just he's just a joy. Yeah. He's, he's, he's just great. so good. He has he, a great voice. He's great. He's probably one of the better parts of Guardians, honestly. Mm-hmm. But even well, then, he's, he's, he's great. He has such good timing. Like he's he's such a good straight man in that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, but and then he's he's the uh, he's the villain in How to Train Your Dragon too. Oh, really? Huh. <laughs> yeah. Huh, interesting. And, but I mean, even in Guardians, he kind of is given like a nothing role there, mm-hmm. and it yeah. mainly just stands out because it's him. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, but no, that was uh, the only real thing in. Uh, a quiet place too that genuinely pissed me off there unmute unmute yeah, no more spoilers we're good come yeah. on come on back in <laughs> uh is that everything liam uh that's everything on my end lucas since we you kind of we'll let cool. you go yeah sounds good uh so 
uh, on the suggestion of uh friend of the show as ezra uh, i watched uh kipo and the age of the wonder beasts i watched the whole series i don't know if you says Ed said as his name right it's uh it's as uh, a friend of the show did you say that sorry did you say fr- you said, said, friend, said, you said friend oh, of the said, show oh as. i said friend of the show first that's yeah, my bad sorry that's my bad yeah no it's 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 it's, as, it's ezra, uh, that's, always, that's always a suffix yeah okay <laughs> Uh, yes, that's yeah, I watched Kipo. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I watched Kipo in the Age of the Wonder Beasts, uh, and it was great. Honestly, the the first season was a little slow. It took a little while for it to click for me, but seasons two and three are honestly really, really good. Yeah, uh, on on stream with when uh, when Christian and I were uh, streaming Valheim, uh, I was talking about it a little bit, and I talked about how there's this academic theory, maybe not an academic theory, but a theory from somebody. Uh, I can't remember who's who who it was. Can't remember their name, but uh, it's that in a world of nation states, war is the baseline of politics. And if war, if if countries are not at war, that means either there's a very very good reason not to be at war, or somebody is working very very hard to prevent war. And weirdly enough, the third season of Kipo, the kids animated show, is a pretty good representation <laughs> of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's like always conflict, and she's just trying to like get everybody to just get along and not go to war. And it, the, all the characters are delightful. There, there's this, there's this evil uh, baboon character named Scarlamane. A great name. <laughs> it is a great name, but like named after the the uh, early. I can't remember what century, but there's there's a king named Charlemagne before the year 1000, uh, and he has a scar across his face, so he calls himself Scarlemagne. <laughs> it's great. It's really stupid. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> kids shows really are starting to get uh, uh was it more f- sophisticated and talking about big ideas like that, mm-hmm. especially with like the whole um, war is cool thing being so normalized in kids media. Yeah. Or like, uh, mm-hmm. or not even the whole war is cool thing, but not like, but more so like not really showing the hardships or, or horrors of war. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like ever since, uh, well, I mean, I guess in the two thousands we had something like Avatar really do that, but then, yeah. not. I'm trying to think of hers. I mean, that helped kind of maybe help set a precedent for uh, was it? Yeah, that, that was probably stuff? kind of, uh, kind of like a, a a catalyst for that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, uh. Kipo is largely about prejudice because, like, there's there's two main groups. There's humans and there's what they call mutes. Because I guess like the the surface world uh, where where mutes live is essentially there. I guess there was a nuclear apocalypse because like everything is like irradiated. Uh, all the all the animal life is mutated to the point where they're actually like intelligent and can speak and have their own cultures and everything. And a lot of humans really hate mutes, and a lot of mutes really hate humans. Uh, it's it's actually a weirdly similar to Fallout in setting. Mm, it's, it kind of um, sounds like it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's 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 funny. It's it's cute. It's it's a lot more thoughtful than I thought it was going to be. Uh, you get really attached to the characters. Uh, it's it's great. I really I really really like it. Uh, highly recommend if you can stomach uh, kids shows. That's I know cool. I know some people just can't watch kids shows. Kubo and the two strings. Thanks, Lucy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's I mean, also there, that's also a pretty good movie. I've said I mean, there's um, there, there are some kids show I mean I have no problem watching kids shows or movies. There are some though that well just drive me crazy. Like er though also again just a different sensibilities thing. Like I've had yeah. to watch Star versus the Forces of Evil while um while uh keeping an eye on uh well keeping an eye on my uncle's kids. Right. Oh yeah yeah. And I'm just like, or 
Oh, fuck, uh, what's that one uh, that Christian tries to tell me is good? Uh, Teen Titans Go. I never said or, it like, was good. Is... I just said it was entertaining. I've only this seen, like, maybe three episodes of it. <laughs> yeah, which is uh, the show that is ADD on a screen. Yeah. <laughs> That's not... Um, I also watched uh, season one. It's the only season available right now of the Netflix series uh, Shadow and Bone. Uh, oh, yeah? It's, yeah, yeah. It's the, the main story is fine isn't that based, it's, is it's that very a, isn't that based off of a, like a young adult novel novel yeah series? Yeah. yeah a y yeah why uh series a whole like universe that the author created the the main the main story is about uh this girl who discovers she has like secret magical powers and has to save the world and there's a love triangle blah 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 every blah. single very, young adult <laughs> exactly very very basic ya shit uh, uh what, one thing i do like about the show is um the, the the aesthetic is very different from most fantasy novels it's like uh, uh instead of like vague medieval european it's specifically 18th or sorry 19th century russia in like the mm. the culture and uh uh and uh stuff like that though what they, they they call the magic users in this world grisha which apparently just is russian for greg uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what i've been told uh, <laughs> which is very funny. Love the Gregs. Um, but the best part of the show is is the uh, subplot, uh, which uh, stars these three thieves who are trying to kidnap the main character, and they're they're this group of thieves called the Crows, and they are a lot of fun. There's uh, there's one person who's like the mastermind, then one person who's like the assassin, and one person who's like the gunslinger. And they all have like uh, very fun like personalities and like quirks and everything, and they're, they're they're so much more fleshed out than the main cast, like the main characters, and they have so much more, so many more fun scenes and so many more fun things to do. They're great. Rest of the show's meh. Nah, but <laughs> bummer. <laughs> the crows are great though. Um, uh, I also I'm, I'm not going to talk about this one very much. I watched Detective P Detective Pikachu. Yeah, uh, it was fine. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> it is. Yeah, fine. it's um, it's it's pretty inoffensive. Yeah. yeah, some some of the Pokemon are terrifying looking. Yeah. in CGI as opposed to like Lick Lickitung is Lickitung was terrifying. Horrifying. What the fuck was that? Yeah, yeah. like like when it he looked like uh, it was like, made out of one tongue. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, like well, <laughs> even when he has like uh, Catherine Newton like all tangled up hanging from the ceiling like fucking alien. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I didn't, yeah. Other than that, it was it was fine. I, I saw the twist coming from a mile away. It's yeah, pretty. I, it's pretty tele like televised. Yeah, I called it as well. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, and it wasn't but, uh, even spoiled for me. I just called yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I, I just I I just knew it from like the beginning. I'm like, okay, this is what's going on. Yeah, uh, that's all I have to say about Detective, Detective Pikachu. <laughs> the last thing I want to talk about a little bit is I replayed uh, after I replayed Mass Effect. I was kind of going back in the Bioware catalog and I replayed Dragon Age Origins. Oh yeah, which is uh, one of my favorite games and also like one of the first uh, like games that wasn't a Nintendo game that I ever played. Because like when I got like a PC that was when I was like uh, it came out in 2009. So whenever that whatever age I was then. Uh, I, I had a computer that I could actually play fairly advanced games, uh, so I I, I uh, got it, and I played it, and I got uh, really addicted to it. <laughs> uh, it's it's like classic RPG stuff where like you, you and your squad are going to save the world from like the evil darkness thing, um, but like Mass Effect, the joy is in like the writing and the companions and their and their interactions with each other, uh, and it held up for me. It was it was a lot of fun. Uh, I, I I finished it and immediately started replaying it. 
Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, right on. <laughs> I, I didn't finish that that replay, but I was I was because you run in a squad of like four people, and it's like basic sort of RPG stuff. You have your tank, you have your damage, you have your healer, stuff like that. Um, I wanted to see if I could do it with uh, a single person in the party, just ignoring everybody else. And, okay. Uh, I, I I was able to do it for the most part. I there were, there were some encounters that were tough, but I I, I built a very OP build uh, and had fun with it. Well, there. That's my ingestion. <laughs> right on. Thank you very much, Lucas. Uh, my ingestion for this week, uh, or for this past month or so. Month. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not a jab at anybody, but Lucas. Uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, sorry. So, uh, first thing I want to talk about is because uh, it's kind of. It, it, I don't have much to say out, uh, about it, but I watched a movie called Circle, uh, not The Circle with Tom Hanks. Uh, it's it came out in 2015, I believe, and it's. I think I might have seen this movie. It's on Netflix, and mm-hmm. well, that's not. I don't think that's where it originated, but the premise of it is there are 50 people in a room. You've seen this one, yeah? I have. There are 50 people in a room, and they're on an alien spaceship, but they don't even hide it. That's just what it is, and they're yeah. each standing on a circle. And every two minutes, in essentially real time, uh, people are murdered, are killed, and then dragged off. And one by one, uh, people get killed off. It's yeah, revealed and, and very they, quickly are, that it, it's, it's been a while since the saw it. They're like choosing who dies, or are they the dying, first dying couple right they now? don't they don't know that they're choosing, and then they they realize oh, right. when they okay. w- wave their hand that the little arrow on the ground it only shows for that like that individual person, and they can vote on who's going to mm-hmm. die. And, uh, yeah, you can tell it's trying real hard to do some push some social issues, you know, like really yeah. try and, and change the show you like what the world is really like. And it tries so hard and it, it does. doesn't get there. Um, no, I, I remember, like one of the few things that stuck into my mind is like the, the there was one character who is like the uh, like uh, white conservative old man like type yeah. and at some point he says something that's like oh they're lesbians which means they're not as bad as gay men but still they, that's like literally that. what he says yes because he's so talking to stupid. one of these people who says uh she says yes i have a wife and he's just like you're gonna let her live you think you think <laughs> you think letting her live because you think uh having it raising a child in a lesbian relationship and everybody on the ship is just like yeah it's fine you fucking idiot <laughs> like, like the one guy one guy says it's 2015 <laughs> like, uh, anyway it's fine it's it, i i don't know if i'd recommend it but it's a good night it's, it's a good, good way to burn 90 minutes um <laughs> I also watched uh, Unhinged with Russell Crowe. Um, it, it, I told Liam about this, and it is at fanatic level, like directed by Fred Durst. It's like fanatic level of bad. But have like, you heard still... of a fanatic, Lucas? I don't think I have actually. With John Travolta, where he plays him, he supposedly oh. plays a man on the oh, spectrum. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And he then he like stalks right, Devin Sawa. T- you guys told me about that one. Not good. Moose is in the house. In Unhinged, it's Russell Crowe, and he basically gets into a road rage incident and then hunts down and tracks this woman that caused the road rage incident and slowly tries to kill everyone in her life to show her, like, what a real bad day is. And it's... it's very piss poorly written. It's really Which bad. It's also a shame because I was telling Christian, or it's a shame to hear say that because I was telling Christian, it's written by the same guy who did two movies I really like. Yeah. Disturbia and Red Eye. I also watched Disturbia mm. and that movie holds up, by the way. Um, but uh, 
yeah, unhinged. Like Russell Crowe is basically just playing a murderous, hyperbolized version of himself because he just kind of like mumbles the whole time and just like is angry and like like uh, the first scene of the movie is like a shot going through his truck and he walks into a house with a hammer and a gasoline, a can of gasoline, and just beats a guy to death with a hammer. And then murders a woman in the background. You can't really see her, see her. And then lights the house on fire, and it's just like unhinged. And I was like, "This guy really is unhinged." Have you uh, <laughs> have you considered taking the clips from this movie, Christian, and uh, importing over the Russell Crowe song from South Park? <laughs> That'd be so funny. Fighting around the world. Um, <laughs> maybe. Anyway, there's some pretty hardcore scenes that are like very violent. Uh, but again. Easy way to burn 90 minutes if you want that sort of thing. Um, I watched Fear Street 1994, uh, so I haven't seen the other two yet. Um, but Fear Street 94, great throwback movie. Uh, it's a great throwback to, like, uh, 80s slasher films. Uh, and uh, it also starts to develop, like, a like a um, supernatural vibe to it, which is kind of cool. Not the show Supernatural, but, like, the yeah. Yeah. A concept. The concept. And... Uh, Everybody but one character in that movie is doing a really good job. But the main character is an awful, awful actor. Just oh, no. awful. She does not even fucking try, it feels like. <laughs> but at the same time, I, I was re- trying to remind myself, I was like, it's based off an R.L. Stein book. It's based off an R.L. Stein series. It's, it's supposed to be a little campy, like all R.L. Stein stuff. It's rated R, though. So mm. it's an R.L. Stein book rated r so it's like oh well the 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 kids who read these books are adults now so they're gonna want to see like a hardcore fucking rl stein movie and there's some messed up shit in the movie there's spoilers fyi sorry everyone this is quick but it's just a one kill there's a scene where a you know at the grocery store there's like machines that cut bread and you just like slide it through and it cuts the bread like evenly into slices one of the the killers takes a woman's head and shoves it into that machine, and it just like <laughs> like shreds her head into like equal slices. Jesus. It was gross, but really fucking cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just because th- you could tell it was practical. Um, but yeah, it's it's fun. a real head in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that actor is actually dead now. <laughs> um, yeah, it's fine. Uh, I prob- I'm probably gonna watch the other two, uh, just because. You know why not? And it's a trilogy, so so I don't know if you know anything about it, um, you two. But basically, what it was was the movies were going to come out in theaters once a month in this year, provided that the uh, theaters were going to be open. So it'd be like June, July, and August. You'd be able to go see one of these movies once a month, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's very Hannibal. Thank you, Kate. <laughs> we we have somebody in the chat. Look at that. Hey, uh, welcome. Thank you, Kate. Uh, one of our patrons. Hello. Thank you. Um, hey, Kate. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, and uh, where what was I saying? I got thrown off. Fucking having the chat open and doing live shows, fucking <laughs> really hard. Um, uh, you went over the bread slicing, bread slicing. Uh, mur- murder. Fine um, movie. Oh, tril- there we go. So it was coming trilogy. out once a month. But so what they did instead is they now do them. They they were releasing them once every week, I believe. Once every two weeks. So. Uh, all three of the movies are up. It looks like it's uh, uh, Kate says hi, Liam. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, there, I don't know. I intend to watch the other ones. 
I also watched uh, a fun little movie from the '90s uh, called uh, it, it uh, called Space Jam, uh, uh, <laughs> or otherwise known as a really shitty movie from the '90s. Space Jam has a very soft spot for me because I grew up watching that movie, and yes, I know it's mm-hmm. bad. I don't care. I enjoy it. It's a it's a 90 minute commercial. Now yeah. I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm on the same I'm on the same page as you. And I, was I, I know it. I know it's bad. It's unequivocal. But I kind of love it. Yeah, it's and unequivocally I, uh, more... bad movie. I was telling uh, Christian, I more so, if there's anything Looney Tunes I grew up with more, it was Looney Tunes back in action. Right. Mm. Because um, Space Jam came up a year I was born, so I would only see it on reruns on TV. Well, mm. Looney Tunes back in action, I actually saw in the theater as a kid. Yes, uh, yes, we're older than you, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> now, the final thing I would like to talk about. Oh, I, there's one other thing you forgot to mention. What? You told me to make sure you remember to talk about this. What? We got to our journey's end watching a show together. Oh, yeah. I watched Cowboy Bebop. I finished Cowboy oh, Bebop. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is skipping over my next thing. But, yeah, so I watched I watched Cowboy Bebop, finished it. Uh, that show is fantastic. Um, it was kind of a journey. Liam and I had been watching it together over the course of, like, the year and a, last year and a half or so. Um, and, yeah, that show is just fucking fantastic. It's incredibly well written. It's a, Holy shit, the animation is just fantastic. Mm-hmm. And uh, the performances are just outstanding. The the dubs, I should say. I don't know anything about the original um, performers, but the dubs. Yeah, you got that Steve Bloom. Yeah, he's so good. He's so good. And Liam he's and I, everything. Liam and I tried to watch the movie, but on Netflix, they only have the Japanese, uh, uh, like, original language. Uh, hmm. So, I, and not to say I, I'm not opposed to watching that. It's just I've been so familiar with hearing Bloom do spike yeah that it's hard mm-hmm. for me to it, it just wouldn't feel right um yeah, only... uh, uh c bloom was also in dragon age origins he played a dwarf <laughs> of course he did yeah <laughs> my first exposure to um uh steve bloom and it's still the voice i hear in my head is his voice for wolverine mm-hmm. and like mm. even when i read comics i still hear that voice in my head yeah i don't blame you um but yeah i like bebop that's it that's probably the only anime job. i'm probably gonna watch uh not indefinitely but for the next little while finally i watched this at started this movie at about 125 this afternoon and i left the theater roughly because we can go to movies now isn't that great i saw fucking space jam a new legacy and it's awful (laughs) it's really really fucking bad i thought i was gonna enjoy it even in the i thought i was gonna enjoy even just a little bit of it and be like oh nostalgia is perfect nope uh nope it's god awful it, it's almost as if they, they they didn't give a shit about the Spurs Space Jam. Because it's not really a sequel. It's, Is it's, it another movie written by angry Redditors? Yeah. Mm. Um, and I know what Liam means by that, but I wouldn't say angry Redditors. I'd say just, like, memers. Because there's, like, so much... Like, there's a scene where LeBron James dabs. Um, there are three Matrix what? references. Three. Okay. Matrix. Did they, did they start writing this movie in 2002? I believe so. Okay. <laughs> there are three very blatant Matrix references. One, I'm gonna, I don't, I'm gonna fucking spoil the shit out of this movie because it's bad. Spoilers for Space Jam <laughs> Two, everybody. If yes. you care, get the fuck out. No, don't get out. <laughs> don't leave. Just um, mute. mute or don't mute. I don't care. Um, but so, Granny is like the chosen one or whatever. She basically is basically Neo, and then Speedy Gonzalez does the the bullet time thing those are just moments mm-hmm. that happen and they're totally irrelevant there's no reason for half the fucking cameos that are in this film they're just there they, um, and they don't have, they don't serve any 
purpose. Like, oh, there's the Joker. There's Batman. They're just standing next to each other, cheering, cheering on the Toon Squad. Yeah, the mask is there. He doesn't do um, anything. I was actually going to read something that uh, Leon from Renegade Cut tweeted about that. Go for it. Uh, which he said... How are you going to have the first movie with a mask in decades without letting him say, ooh, somebody stop me, even once? Unforgivable. Even once. Yeah, unforgivable. <laughs> um, I never, ever thought I would see Don Cheadle um, slam dunk on LeBron James, but that's a thing that happens in this movie. Um, Don okay. Cheadle plays a character named Al G. Rhythm. Um, the, his character is he's the Warner Brothers algorithm. Um, he's a he's a basically an AI that is used to uh, develop new shows and and advanced technology within Warner Brothers, and he's entirely independent. No one is controlling him. It doesn't make any sense. LeBron James is he. LG Rhythm thinks that he can get LeBron James to come in, scan his body, and then just start putting him in movies. And LeBron, <laughs> LeBron sits there and he's like, that's a stupid fucking idea. <laughs> and then LG Rhythm is like, I'm mad at you. Welcome to my shit. So he kidnaps his kid, who, by the way, is a video game designer. Uh, and he's like 13. Anyway, so he brings him into the, the uh, what is it? The Warner, um, what is it again? It's the, the Warner uh, Serververse is what they call it. It's the server verse. So you get to see, you see like Game of Thrones planet, and then you see uh, Harry Potter planet, and then you see uh, um, the Matrix planet, and all these other things, and things are just flying around, and it's fucking stupid. And uh, basically, Algae Rhythm gives LeBron James 24 hours to form a, a tune squad or form a team, and then they'll play basketball. Little do you know. They are not playing real basketball like they do in fucking Space Jam, which is a movie about fucking basketball. They play Dom Ball, which is LeBron James's kids' video game, which is basically they have power-ups and they get, like, style points. So, spoilers, by the end of the movie, the score for the basketball basketball game is 1,040 to 1,041. And it's just like, that, that's... That's not My fucking basketball. Your every mo second you've descri you've tried to describe this has slowly started to turn my brain into a fried egg. Oh, and by the way, Rick and Morty show up, and it's a fucking it pissed me off. It made me so angry. <laughs> I like Rick and Morty. Even and more of Ember's shitty last episode. They actually the newest one is actually okay. The the one that I I, wa I watched it uh, this afternoon, and it's actually okay. But uh, yeah, Rick and Morty show up, and they just basically give them to the tasmanian devil and then they fuck off and i was like stupid anyway i hated it wait, wait isn't this a kids it's movie? a kids this is a fucking kids movie why and rick why and morty rick show and morty in it? because i uh, was because rick and morty is uh, was it is targeted at people about as mature as the people who wrote this movie so here's the other thing too lucas they took out pepe Le Pew because he's problematic right okay they they uh took out that there was a cameo by the guys from a clockwork orange just in the background they took them out of the movie. They're not there. But you left in Rick and Morty? Yeah. Rick what? fucked a planet. <laughs> the One of the last episodes of Rick and Morty, they fight Morty's giant monster sperm, and that sperm then impregnates Summer's egg and then is ejected into space, and now there's a giant incest space baby. 
that's those two characters are now in a children's movie. And I was like, hmm. God damn it, fuck Space does, Jam does, does Michael Jordan at least show up? No. Michael Really? Michael B. Jordan does. And that's the I mean he's great. That's but... a joke in the movie. Spoilers, by the way. Of what Good, I, I, haven't even said seen, it, but... I didn't even I didn't even watch this. I was te- I I was telling these guys off mic that my I was hanging out with a friend on on uh Friday night and he was like, Hey Liam, wanna go see Space Jam? And I was like, No, I'd rather stay in and drink cyanide. <laughs> didn't you say that at the start of the episode? Oh no, you didn't. Um, no, it was before we rolled. What? But okay, okay so, that's so that's kind of funny. It, like that, it, it that would have been funny, funny if I hadn't have been aware of it ahead of time. But mm. Sylvester the cat is like, I found Michael Jordan. I found Michael Jordan, and then they're all like getting really hype and they're stoked. And then you see this shadowy figure walking in, and then it's Michael B. Jordan, and they're all like, Oh man! And even he's like, Yeah, I don't know why I'm here. Um, okay, but the only reason why he's there is because he's friends with Ryan Coogler, who produced the movie, right? So like, oh okay, yeah. Um, Awful writing, awful directing. LeBron James couldn't act his way out of a fucking hat. Um, I mean, neither could Michael Jordan, but... <laughs> but it, he was marginally better than, okay, than LeBron James. And... The animation's really bad. I didn't like it. It's just not good. And I, I saw it with a patron, who also happens to be a friend of mine. No, this is not a perk. Yeah. No, this is not a perk. <laughs> not a yes, perk. Not a perk. Uh, but... He he liked it, and he's like, I liked it better than the first one. And I was like, what's it like to be unequivocally incorrect about something? <laughs> like, like, what is it? What is, what it, is it like to be morally incorrect? <laughs> yeah, just like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm I'm glad I put cyanide in your popcorn. <laughs> everything you've told me about this just sums up everything I hate about the current state of Hollywood and cinema. Yeah, it's really bad. Oh, At least it's not like an advertisement. The whole movie is not like an advertisement, but... I don't know. I've heard it's, pretty, it's a big advertisement for HBO Max and more streaming and being yeah. like, hey, remember this? You like this as well. Yeah, that's You remember how point. much you liked this? That's actually a good point. That's basically what it is. Okay, yeah. fuck Space Jam 2. Okay. <laughs> that's it for the ingestion for this week. Yeah. Uh, we are going to go on a quick five-minute break. Uh, so stick around uh, and uh, keep your headphones on. Maybe go watch a quick video. I don't fucking know. I don't know how to do this when it's not <laughs> when it's not live. When, when it's live. Yeah. All, all you got to do is look at the camera and shout, "Cut the feed! <laughs> Cut the feed! Fuck it! We'll do it live." <laughs> I stole. Just I, imagine, I, I want to be clear. Um, I stole that joke. Uh, just but. imagine um, Chris Duckman, or sorry, not Chris Duckman, Chris Tucker in uh, the Fifth Element shouting, commercial, commercial, commercial. <laughs> it's a commercial break. Uh, yeah, we will be right back. Let's say the Bible is a 500 gigabyte hard drive. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Thundercast live show. Coming to you live from your computer right now, slash YouTube and Twitch. So, yes, hello. I can see myself on the other computer screen, and I am changing that so I don't have to look at my stupid face. <laughs> and we got we got a couple messages in chat while we are away. Uh, hello to you as well, Manos. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, and apparently, our, according to Tanya, uh, the intermission music sounds like uh, music from Roller Coaster Tycoon. Yeah. There you go. Which is great. I played a lot of that game when I was younger. I don't remember picking that and making it sound like that, but I'm glad that it sounds like that. <laughs> um, so yes, everybody, welcome back to Thundercast. Today we are going to be doing something kicking it old school, going back, way back to the beginning of the show. Don't listen to those past. Don't don't listen from before episode twenty five, roughly. Like yeah. you can, 
you can skip those. So we'll just give you a quick, quick uh, uh, recap. We used to play games on the show at the end of every single episode. Similar to Cool Wars. How we, well, Cool Wars we just play all the time. But similar to Cool Wars, we used to play uh, a few games. Well, we only I think we only played them once each. But one that we're going to play right off the bat is a game called Retconned, in which mm-hmm. we're going to pitch a movie that we... Uh, so I will say a movie, and Liam and Lucas will then have to retcon the movie and completely adjust it and make it something brand new. And then, uh, so uh, are are we uh, cooperating? Or are we doing our own? Uh, if you choose to cooperate, then so be it. But you do not have to cooperate. Okay, you can make a completely different movie. Um, finally, sorry. Then after that, we're doing a movie. Uh, we're doing a game called "You're Making a Movie," in which we will each give each other a concept for a movie. Basic logline, basic like synopsis, and then we will each have to not each, but we the the two other contestants will have to then give us a plot synopsis for that movie, and hopefully mean, some. Don't you mean a cast and director? A cast direct? No, Liam, that's fan cast. <laughs> no, for uh, that's how we did it. If you're making a movie, Liam totally forgot how to play this game. Basically, you're no. Gonna give Liam a... <laughs> remembers everything. Christian is just raking up the rules again as he goes. No, along. I am not. This is how rules, we play the game. Rules are inherently made up. We can change them whenever we want. That's right. So basically, you're gonna give us the plot of a movie. We'll give you the log line, and you'll come up with the plot of the movie, and then yeah, sure, come up with the cast and the director. And then finally, we're doing a fan casting, which is basically we're gonna fan cast a movie. Uh, a movie that already exists, we should say. Or a property, not just a movie, a TV show. Can you be motherfucker. A book. You motherfucker. We <laughs> talked about this before the show started. <laughs> you fuck. Okay. Welcome back to Thundercast. Let's jump into Retconned. Who would like to go first? All right. Lucas. I saw his, All right, I'll I saw, go, I saw I his Mr. Burns face. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, I'm going to pitch. Uh, you guys are going to have to uh, remake and hopefully make better. Uh, uh, I can't remember who directed it. I, I know his name. David Ayer. David David Ayer's Bright. David Ayer's Bright. Yeah, the movie where Will Smith and uh, who is who Joel, Egerton. Joel, Joel Edgerton. Joel Edgerton. Uh, uh, where like it was kind of a buddy cop movie and also kind of a weird race allegory. Yep. And also sort of for some reason like half fantasy. I don't know. Go ahead, make it better. Okay, I would like to go first. <laughs> okay. So first and foremost, kick. Max Landis out of that fucking writer's room. Because fuck that guy. Max Landis is a total piece of shit. Um, I agree. Fuck yep. him. Uh, David Ayer, also at that point in his career, not doing great. Well, David Ayer had had... Uh, so it's an interesting interesting thing. He had one bad movie, Suicide Squad, right before it. But before that, he had two pretty solid movies come out back-to-back. Chronicle mm-hmm. with, and... Uh, uh, what is it? With uh, Fury and oh, um, Fury. End of Watch. Yeah. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. Josh did uh, Chronicle. Right. I forgot. Right. And uh, Max Linus wrote it, I think. That's correct. Yeah. Maybe that's the connection there. That was where my brain went. Uh, okay. So first and foremost, we'll kick them bro- both out. Uh, Bright, another movie I slept through and never finished. <laughs> Thank you, man. I feel... Uh, <laughs> I feel like Ayer might... Yeah. I feel like Ayer would be fine if he is if he's honed in. Okay. Like, because uh, he's a... Am, is it my turn or your turn? <laughs> <laughs> weren't very clear it's i said it was no, my they, turn yeah christian did say uh he was gonna go first yeah liam okay so yeah first and foremost kick landis out of that out of that writer's room and uh we could probably replace him with someone like alex garland uh we could probably replace him with somebody like um uh like even uh david lowry 
um, you know, people of that nature. Fuck it. Replace it with Wes Anderson. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Wes, okay, Wes Anderson's Bright is a movie I'll probably see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think I would still keep the... I, cause, so I would never saw finish that movie because I was just... I was bored during the first, it's like, bad movie. 15 minutes of that movie, and I just turned it off. So I think I would keep... Uh, a lot of the buddy cop stuff um, that was going on there. But I think I would not have them be buddy cop, like cops. I don't think I would have them be cops. I think I would have uh, it be more of like a noir film. So we would have, uh, I don't know if Will Smith is necessarily the person that I would have in that role. I would probably cast someone uh, probably a little younger as like a younger detective. Uh, I can't really think of a name at the moment, but I would cast somebody a little younger uh, in years to be like a detective. And then are I would thinking, uh, sorry, I have a question. I have an answer. Um, are you thinking somebody like who has a similar like attitude or demeanor to Will Smith or just like anybody who's uh, younger? No, it'd be similar in. Yeah. Presence, I suppose. Yeah. Similar in presence. Um, but it would they would be playing a private a detective, a private detective, and uh, they would be helping out a young damsel in distress uh, or femme fatale type. Uh, sorry, that's more so what I meant, femme fatale, uh, who would be of uh, um, a magical descent, um, probably um, a witch and or a Wiccan of that nature, and. Uh, you would learn as the movie goes on that they are actually orchestrating all of the events behind the scenes and that Ooh. the uh, young detective is is actually um, being strung along as a way to... Uh, uh, now, why would they be strung along? They would be strung along uh, because they... Maybe their father or a family long, line along along the way had like been... Uh, had wronged them, a la Holes... Uh, had wronged had wronged the the witch's family somewhere along the lines, and now this is the best and only time to or may, yeah maybe the the lineage they the the curse only works or will only be continued after a certain point in the bloodline, and this young detective happens to be the end of where the curse line ends, so they have to reinstigate the curse by stringing them along in this this plot this. Uh, uh, femme fatale, uh, noir witch movie. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> and I wouldn't call it bright. I'd call it dark. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, and it would be directed by, yeah, fuck it, Dave Lowry. Fuck it. It'd be but interesting yeah. to see him work with Alex Garland. Yeah, I agree. Alex Garland, As Dave Lowry. Especially there given Alex Garland mostly directs, uh, was it mostly directs what he writes? Yeah, that's true. I apologize if you can hear the dogs barking upstairs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a live show. Fuck it, we'll do yeah. it live. <laughs> Liam. All right, Liam. All right. Um, I would take a similar appro- approach to what Christian did, except I would go further with the whole, just drastic. Oh, keep a concept, but do a drastic overhaul of the setting and world and uh, world and lore. Like, instead of it being, like, uh, modern-day L.A. with, like, the really awful race allegories or whatnot, I would probably update it so it's maybe not, like, hard sci-fi, but, like, a little bit more, like, this could be, like, the future, kind of like a looper type of a thing. where but it's still magic, with but fa- for... fantasy elements? Yeah, with, still with some fantasy elements. Like, imagine, like, kind of a looper world with, uh, uh, what is it, with um, some fantasy elements mixed in there. 
Um, I, I would also I just want to pause one second there, uh, Liam. Manus uh, said uh, to Christian, you should, you should call it Dim. I saw that. <laughs> yes. I think they should Sorry, have called on. the first movie Dim Witted. Or bright, <laughs> they should have called Bright Dim Witted. Sorry, Liam. Um, then uh, I would do... Uh, I agree with Christian. I would remove the buddy cop element and not do it like a cop thing. I would probably do it like an underbelly crime caper type of a thing. Ooh. Maybe kind of like... Uh, Kind of like a or an earlier Guy Ritchie movie where you have like maybe this one magical artifact that everybody's after and like everything that could possibly go wrong goes wrong. And like then you could have like a lot of fun with different like fantasy elements. And... Sorry, I just I just got flashbacks to Guy Ritchie's uh, King Arthur movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, you see, this is what I was thinking where it would actually work better because it is kind of like a modern to more futuristic yeah. uh, setting. But uh, with, a night uh... a night main, a night named Mike might work. Oh, I would. Yeah, yeah. Oh, here's what I would do. I would make it ever aren't cops in this universe. They are actually called knights. Ooh, actually, that's, that's kind of cool. That is a good idea. That's and like idea. they just uh, and we're just like kind of like they ride around on like uh, motorcycles with like heavier armor, and like have what? Okay, I want to see this. This sounds sick. Um, <laughs> you and I should write a D and D campaign around this. And they, and they use like the, do they do they lance like they're lancers, and um, they, they could have like those. Can, they could have like cool like. Like no, their swords are also kind of like uh, their swords could light up like a lightsaber, but they could shoot like plasma beams out. That's so like it's a sword. So they're like swords that are also guns. Hollywood, watch this. Watch this episode of the Thundercast. We're we're giving you free fucking material right now. Yeah, like everybody's after. I'd make it like everybody's after like this one thing because it's kind of like a uh, for the sake of shorthand, I'll say like a map to uh, uh, was it kind of like a Skywalker type map. Like, where it just could lead to uh, something that, like, uh, could change, could kind of alter the status quo. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, like, like, like the wand in the original movie, but. Yeah. Yeah. Except, like, this thing just passes around to different groups. Like, it winds up with, it could wind up with elves. There's a point where, um, uh, what is it like? Uh, and again, it's all mainly focused on, like, the more gang or underbelly side of everything. Like, uh, the, um. The knights want to use it, or like uh, paladins, or whatever you want to call them, are kind of using it to maintain a status quo. Well, these guys are trying to make some, or well, these guys are. Uh, one guy thinks he could like get rich quick. Like, mm-hmm. let's say that's Will Smith's okay. character. He thinks it's a, a get rich quick scheme. Mm-hmm. And members the other uh, Joel Egerton type character who like thinks he could actually use it to make some changes. Right. So I would explore like the class and uh, things like that, but I wouldn't do it like Blue Lives Matter of a movie. Right. Um, I would also uh, do some slightly different casting. Like, uh, if I wanted somebody who I think could cast us, or I think could carry some of that Will Smith, uh, if if I absolutely had to cast somebody who would kind of have that Will Smith energy, but younger, uh, what is it? I think, like, maybe I would use, like, a Michael B. Jordan or a, um, Mm -hmm. or maybe a uh, Lakeith Stanfield. Oh, Lakeith Mm. would be a perfect choice. Yes. I, I like, I like that. I like that. Um, and like, uh, I would just throw in like, uh, I would essentially just cat, I would give like, I would kind of like just cast, uh, actors who are known for being like larger than life and bringing a lot of personality to what they do. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't really have a hardcore framework, but I, I, well, I mean, retcon is not really a hardcore framework. Yeah. I, I don't know. I hope you guys are catching what I'm laying down. We're, we're picking no, up I'm, what you're I, putting down. Honestly, honestly, I would see both these movies. 
<laughs> I, 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 I honestly really like both these pitches. Yeah. Which, I, I, make... I'm, I, I'm, I'm leaning a little bit more towards Liam's just because I like the image of the heavy armored knights on a motorcycle. Yeah, his is also more <laughs> fleshed out. Fuck. <laughs> um, and it would make sense there to actually have a knight named Mike. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe if, and maybe at some point a mage named Jack. Yeah. <laughs> so, so far, uh, we have Liam in the lead here. For We're not really counting points on this, but chat, if you could watch one of these two movies, which one would you watch? Let us know in the chat. Uh, what, what, what is yours called, Liam? Uh, I, 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 have, I have an idea for a title, but I want to see what you come up with first. I guess I'll just take Manos' suggestion and say dim. Damn it. <laughs> I was good. I was, mine's really stupid. Uh, I was going to say dark as night, but night with a K. That, uh, <laughs> fuck, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Mine, oh, mine's man. dark <laughs> and dim. Oh, man. Come on, everybody. All right. Uh, what was mine again? Oh, yeah. So we. Uh, Let's go with uh, let's go with me. I'll go next. Um, All right. So, All right. my movie that I would like you to to retcon is uh, Mano said I'll watch Liam's. Yeah, we'll all watch Liam's. <laughs> uh, what I want Lucas and Lu- Lucas and Liam to retcon for me is Iron Man Two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I know Liam fucking hates Iron Man Two. I think it's a lot of, it's of- a, a lot of people hate Iron Man Two. Yeah, because Iron Man Two is a waste of a movie. I don't mind it, but. I don't mind it because it's ACDC. We've talked about this a million times. Uh, you guys pick who would go first. I'm, I'm going to need some time to think about this. You want to go, Liam? Uh, sure. I mean, I haven't thought extensively about how I would change Iron Man 2, but I have given it some thought. Uh, first things first, I would work in ways to uh, tie all the different things together that weren't really tied together in the actual movie. Like, I would actually give Black Widow a reason to be there to introduce her. Like I would maybe write in that like uh, part of why she's not there to spy on, uh, to spy on Tony or pretend to be his assistant. It's that she's trying to track down the villain Whiplash. So you're keeping Whiplash. Yeah, I would keep Whiplash as the villain, as I think his whole idea is interesting of how he just wants to. He doesn't want to kill Stark. He wants to destroy his legacy. Like, and I would continue to have him like. I would kind of go harder on adapting the Demon in a Bottle story, where you have that scene where um. Uh, was it right at the end of the fir- third act where uh, Mickey Rourke uh, Whiplash shows up and just tears into Stark to prove that, like, uh, somebody this powerful, like, gods can bleed? Right. But, like, I would make it an honest-to-God real fight and have it make Tony look bad and make it so that Tony genuinely looks bad in this situation. Uh, I would kind of keep the idea of Tony dying, like, from uh, just sickness from the, uh, uh, was it from the, uh, uh, the arc reactor? But I would have it show it really affects him. Like I would go full demon in a bottle. Right. Where he like, like goes have down the hole and becomes like an alcoholic and shit. Yeah, and like uh uh what do you call it? And then like uh people are very literal the government literally takes the suit away and it would just be about uh tone. It would be more of a drama than an action movie, if anything. Kind of like what the first Iron Man movie did, which is literally about him and just make it very much about him just dealing with his alcoholism. Right. And like just working they to don't, they don't really touch on in the MCU. Not really. Like, I would really focus on it, um, on him, like, coming to terms with, uh, like, well, one, also his dad's legacy. Um, and, like, uh, I would write Justin Hammer all together out of a movie because he didn't do anything. He's, the only reason people like him is because he's Sam Rockwell. Yep. 
Yep, pretty much. And he likes which birds. Which is a good reason to which is a good reason to like a character. Yeah. I but agree. anyway. <laughs> um Yeah, no, um but like uh, I would definitely uh I would probably have uh Whiplash come back in the end when like Tony starts to prove but he can be better. It's like no, I proved that this guy can bleed. And like I've proven that he would fall and he wanted that to destroy him. That to destroy him, but when it doesn't work, then that's what's like, no, I'm actually going to come and destroy I'm going to come and kill you. And then, like, uh, I would kind of have it focused around that and do, like, a parallel relationship type of a thing. Where it's, like, um, I would build into the whole, like, this version of Whiplash is, like, uh, if uh, Tony got abandoned and and went down the hole and had to learn everything himself. While, um, I was, uh, as opposed to just holding on to the resources. Right. Like, I would kind of write in the two paralleling each other in that sense. Reasonable, yeah. Um, and I would, uh, the other big thing I would do is I would cut out all the Avengers foreshadowing. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, okay, cool. Um, and, uh, I know Christian will shoot me just because I don't think it'll fit with the tone of this movie, but ACDC soundtrack. Liam, uh, lost already. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so part of the reason I asked Liam to go first was because I am having a hard time remembering the plot of Iron Man 2, and I needed a bit of a refresher um i still don't really remember it very well uh and also i don't really know much about marvel outside of the movies so forgive me if i mischaracterize any uh anything oh it's, yeah, it's the, the marvel Everyone. movies of our own the marvel movies of our own continuity okay fair they live in um, universe uh one nine 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 <laughs> that's the universe that the mcu takes place in all right then yeah. um well first off i would go in the opposite direction in terms of justin hammer i would make him like what like basically the main villain uh, just because I want more Sam Rockwell. That's the only reason. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I would make him like basically Whiplash's like handler. And I, I want the plot to be uh, Justin Hammer trying to take over Tony Stark's life. I want him to just fucking wreck Tony Stark to the point where Tony Stark has nothing left. No money, no suits. Uh, like he, maybe, maybe people even think he's dead or something. I don't know. I want like ev absolutely everything to everything taken away from uh Tony Tony Stark, and I want Justin Hammer to kind of take his place on the world stage. Maybe Justin Hammer even like riding around in the Iron Man suit. I don't know. Kind of like uh what they did with Iron Man three, except without the Mandarin stuff. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I'm not just trying to make it Iron Man three, though. That's uh m maybe a little bit. Um. <laughs> Uh, and Tony Stark has to work his way up from from absolutely nothing. Uh, I know he also kind of did that in the first one, but you know, it's a sequel. We can repeat this, the same story. Oh, yeah. It's fine. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and yeah, he has to. He has to. Uh, I think. I think also Justin Hammer like totally ruins Tony Stark's reputation. So like, so like everyone seems to hate uh, Tony Stark, and he has to come back from literally zero, and and take his life back. And yeah. There we go. Lucas wins. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just like the concept of, of Lucas, like uh, your idea that we're basically writing a whole new movie, right? <laughs> like essentially ground up, like pretty much. Or at least what we thought Iron Man 2 was going to be based on like where it was set up, but then right. they just decided to have the whole cast ad lib and just dick around for two hours. Yeah. <laughs> Is it, that's still Favreau, right? Yeah. Yeah. Even listen to Favreau's uh, commentary for uh, Iron Man 2. It's awkward. Yeah. Yeah, he's not very happy with it. Uh, Liam, I believe you're last here. All right. And this is a movie. I've got one for a movie I know Lucas likes, but he will also admit that it's bad because I know he knows it's bad. 
um, which is I want you guys to take Star Trek into darkness and rework its shortcomings into keep the entertainment factor, but make sure that it's also a legitimately good movie. So I know Jack shit about Star Trek. We all know That's this. Okay. This is a thing we all know. Um, I think, yeah, let me go first because mine's going to be brief. <laughs> and okay. then we'll let Lucas actually flesh out a good movie out of this. Um, <laughs> I like Into Darkness uh, from when I watched it 20 years ago when it came out. So, um, uh, so I think the biggest improvement would probably get rid of Cumbercon, right? Like, don't even have him be Khan to begin with. Like, if you're going to do Khan, just have it obvious from the start, you know? But in, in I think the best way to fix it, get rid of Cumbercon. Just completely remove the fact that he is Khan. He just happens to be um, someone that, because uh, it's Kirk, right? That Kirk and him don't don't get along because I don't really remember the plot of Iron, of uh, Into Darkness. So. <laughs> No, like, yeah, Khan uh, was um, sort of like a super soldier from a previous era that they awoke, and then he's, like, uh, better at everything, as he puts he, it. He's essentially and, genetically, uh, he's a, essentially a genetic superhuman. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So. And, yeah, he's, he's not, he does not get along with the crew of the Enterprise at all. <laughs> I see. Okay, so, I, I, I don't mind the idea of Khan being, or not Khan, but. Cumberbatch's character. I don't even have a, a character name for him because I don't know a lot about Star Trek and I can't really can't name a Star Trek character. But I John think John Singh and the the way they were marketing his character before the movie came out, they kept saying his name was John Harrison. Uh, <laughs> a basic name. Uh, so J H. We'll keep John John Harrison. So J H. Uh, is uh, still a leader of a planet that got wrongfully or sorry, um, seemingly wronged by the members of the Enterprise. Um, oh, you can hear my dog now. Oh, look at that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, got wronged by the Enterprise, or they feel as though they were wronged by the Enterprise. Because uh, I know part of Star Trek is always to observe and not to engage, and yet they somehow always engage. Um, so anyway, they, they go to the planet. They, they, they are intent on going to uh, JH's uh, planet is to... Uh, um, is to you know provide them a service or provide them a resource that they've been missing for a long time, but in doing so, what happens is is that creates a civil war amongst the planet, and uh, John Harrison's character would then see what the Enterprise or what they did with the Enterprise uh, as the worst thing that could possibly happen to that planet, and so he then manages to bring the two rival factions from the civil war on the planet together, and. Uh, teams them up together to go against everything that is happening with the enterprise uh and or take down the the members like essentially the attack the federation yes yeah, so attack the federation and take them out because they feel as though they were wronged by the um by their uh intrusion uh or what, what's the word i'm looking for not intrusion uh, uh, in their um, interference interference that's there the one go. uh by so, their interference so you're saying that uh just for the sake of star trek fans i'm gonna say like Starfleet came there. They broke the prime directive. It fucked up the planet. Correct. Uh, was it? And now they want a revenge. Correct. Cool. Honest, honestly, that, that's that's pretty Star Trek. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> that could even tie it into the opening where we're on that planet with a volcano. That's true. And they broke the prime directive. Yeah. That's true. 
Oh man. Go me. I can't beat that. No. <laughs> <laughs> um okay, my turn. First uh first off, same thing, drop con. Uh like like if you're going to make a con, just make it straight up con, but I'm going to I want to drop uh the Wrath of Con parallels completely. Right. I want to get rid of that. And I kind of want to stick with the 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 main structure of the story. Uh though it, part of that work uh is partially because of con. So maybe keep con. I'm, I haven't made up my mind on that. But I do like the general idea that the Enterprise gets attacked by a weapon that they created. Um, because that's that's part of the Into Darkness. Uh, they they await Khan because they want to fight uh the the Romulans or is it the Klingons? I can't the remember. Klingons, yeah, Klingons. Uh, and they're like they need an edge, so they wake this guy up, and uh, and then he turns on them because obviously he's going to turn on them. Um, I kind of like I kind of like that idea uh but that kind of only really works if it's con hmm my, my plan can... has been foiled by myself <laughs> i can make a suggestion for you sure please um because this is one thing i thought about uh when i rewatched into darkness a little while ago remember that scene of a beginning that went nowhere with the parents uh going to see their sick daughter mm-hmm. and uh con shows up saying i could save her mm-hmm. and then that guy just blows himself up to get the plot going yeah, I would keep that guy around and Khan being like, I can save her. This is what genetic ear engineering does. And he uses that as a way through the background of a first act to recruit people. And then they... Yeah, make, make, make him more like uh, more like subtle and insidious and like, uh, like turning people against the Federation. Yeah, and then like instead of like them getting ambushed by Peter Weller, they get back to Earth. And Khan mm-hmm. has essentially take is already started a uh, splinter Ooh, insurrection like type of a thank thing. Thank you, thank you for playing the game for me, Liam. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've tricked you. No, uh, <laughs> no, I actually really like that, I, and I, I do like the idea of Khan coming back. I just, I just don't want to do the whole Khan yeah. shit. Yeah. Um, where, where you, like, I don't, I don't want the Wrath of Khan parallels at all. Uh, and honestly, recast. I, I really like Benedict Cumberbatch in that movie, but he is not right for Khan, like at all. Uh, he, he has like he has the gravitas, but you know, uh, Khan Nguyen Singh is not a white guy. Uh, <laughs> he also uh, doesn't look. He also doesn't talk like Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, he, yeah. Uh... <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure who I would cast. Is, uh, they they also they also cast I believe uh, Ricardo Montalban was Cuban, is that right? Uh, he was uh, from Mexico. Oh, he's, so he's so he's he's a uh, okay. Well, before uh, uh, Cumber but... Cumberbatch, uh, they had Benicio del Toro cast for three days, but he dropped out. Ooh, Benicio was that supposed to be, be CumberCon. Yeah, but he dropped out that. three days in. That's that would have been wild. that would have been cool, actually. Let's bring him back for this, Benicio yeah. del Toro. Here we go. <laughs> I mean, he's not Northern Indian, but it's closer than um. <laughs> it is closer. Unfortunately, uh, I don't I don't know many uh, Northern Indian actors, uh, but I'm sure there are many out there who could do it. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's kind of the general the general plot with uh, Khan kind of uh, ripping the Federation apart from the inside. I think that would be fun. And like, it's all it's all the Federation's fault that this is even happening in the first place because of their fucking warmongering. Right. Yeah. But yeah, there we go. All right. Okay. Just, Liam. Be, just on the principle that I helped Lucas here, and Christian <laughs> doesn't know anything about Star Trek, but made something compelling, I'm going to give it to him. Me? Fair. Yes. Fair. Oh, I got a point. <laughs> <laughs> 
Look at me go. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening to that wonderful round of retconned. Now, uh, retconned. <laughs> God damn it. We see in the chat that there, there's some stuff going on in the chat that's kind of like interpersonal stuff, so we will not address it directly on the show because it reveals people's last names. Uh, but <laughs> let's go into you're making a movie. Making a movie. So, uh, hey, Liam and yeah. Lucas, mm-hmm. you're making a movie. Oh, exciting. Okay. You're making a movie about an anthropomorphic lightning bolt who becomes friends with a sunny day. Aw, yeah. that's adorable. This sounds, sounds like, like a, a Pixar movie. Yeah, I was going to say, Tell it sounds me. like a Pixar short. Yeah. <laughs> what happens? Tell me what happens. Um, see, the sunny day and the lightning bolt, uh, they have been taught all their lives that they're opposites, right? That they're, they're, they can never be around at the same time. They're not allowed to play together. It's this very uh, prejudiced, bigoted shit, right? Um, and but like, but like, they meet up, and they're like, "Hey, this this, this person's cool. I want to hang out with them." And so they're they're hanging out in secret, and they're getting along famously, right? Uh, and then the 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 thundercloud. And whatever the sun's parent is, uh, <laughs> hydrogen gas or something—I don't know—they uh, <laughs> find out, and it's dramatic. It's 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 it like there's there's a tornado. Yeah, because the sunny day, the hydrogen gas, and the, they go at it, and there's a natural disaster. Millions of people die. Um, <laughs> oh God! This, this is a Ralph Bashke movie. No, it Apparently. sounds like the original ending to be Iron Giant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it took a turn for the dark there, um, uh, and like it's it's kind of it's it's almost a Romeo and Juliet type story. It's a very tragic ending. Uh, the 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 sunny day and the um, uh, lightning bolt try to work together to like get their parents to stop fighting. That's adorable. Uh, yeah. And eventually they do succeed. I don't know how the science of this works out. But somehow there is now lightning and sun at the same time. Right. <laughs> I love it. It's like a sunstorm. And Lucas yeah, pretty sunstorm. much Lukey, Lucas pretty much read my mind. Did you just call me Lukey? Lucas, I said. <laughs> I heard Lukey. <laughs> what's up? You're not allowed to call me that. What's up? What's up? Lu- no, Lucas <laughs> essentially stole my. Uh, I was essentially took what I was thinking right out of my head. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, Liam. that's why. That's why I went first because it was the most obvious solution. Liam, Liam you, you still get a, You still get an opportunity to steal here. Uh, I'd don't, say. Don't, don't um, say you have anything. You have to participate. Okay, I'll participate. That was really mean. Take it back. You were being mean first. Go. All right. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Lucas's everyone. same framework, except it ends with a two lightning cloud and the sun coming together. Literally, since that contradicts everything, destroying matter of the universe itself and creating oh, a fuck. new. Oh jeez. <laughs> so, so, so they 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 do what Thanos wanted to do in in Endgame. They destroy no, it's the like literally a like one. a yeah, literally a new reality whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna give it to Lucas like, because he put more work into it. <laughs> I told you we took my idea. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh do we each have two for this one? Uh I do have uh two ideas. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna say my second one. Liam, do you have two? 
No, I only had the one planned. That's all right. That's all right. Oh, hopefully, hopefully we can come up with a second one off the top of your head. But you're making a movie, Lucas and Liam. Okay. This movie is about a young sports professional who, as time goes on, slowly... <laughs> Is this quarterback empire? No. <laughs> yeah, well, let's not do two. I was going to give you we quarterback we can't, empire. We can't remake a real movie. We can't remake yeah, a good movie. Yeah, and we're not playing Brett Cod anymore. That's we're playing. Right. You're making a movie. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll 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 pitch mine next. Okay, so Liam, Christian, yeah. yes, you're making a movie. Correct. Right? And the concept is there is a con man who is posing as a superhero and people buy into it so hard that supervillain rises up and he actually has to save the world. Ooh. Ooh. This is kind of like Hancock, but oh, but he's <laughs> posing as a superhero? He's not a superhero at all. He's he's pretending to be one for money and So, pay. he's kind of like doing what Mysterio was trying to do in Spider-Man Homecoming. I except I assume less I except I that except like I assume he's less skilled. All right. Okay. Uh, can I go first? Sure. All right. So we start with, um, uh, uh, what is it? We start with your setup. Like he's uh, essentially, uh, literally, he's essentially, um, I imagine this being kind of kick-ass level, like street level, um, where he's like, uh, he'll set up like a petty robbery or whatnot or, and uh, with uh, some of his friends and then he shows up and he uh, takes them out. And then this kind of brings to the whole like Dark Knight idea of escalation. Like, so as uh, literally the story escalates to a point where it starts to become more like, more going from like kick ass to the level of like the Dark Knight where some guy does show up and be like, okay, if superheroes are real, why can't supervillains be there? Right. Yeah. And um, uh, what do you call it? And he essentially starts to uh, hold the city for ransom with a terror attack. Um, like, uh, literally kind of like, uh, nobody leaves, nobody can come in and like, he essentially has everything done. Um, and I would have the whole, um, I guess, uh, I would do a liar revealed thing quick, just right out of the way, just so you can, don't have to worry about it again in the middle. And then I would have him come back and like, uh, get together and he would, uh, outsmart this guy by doing the, the by doing an actual theatric trick to, uh, trick this villain into, um, mm -hmm. I was into submission. Okay. Cool. And then at the end, he uh, turns himself in because he realized that he is a liar that does need to be better. As oh, opposed yeah. to him just uh. completely getting out of jail free. Well, that's a good concept. Okay. Yeah. I, I actually, I, I like that. I get behind. That got way more. That got way more heartfelt than I thought it would. Yeah. <laughs> I can get behind the fact that he, that he's just like, yeah, I did something wrong. <laughs> okay. My turn. Yeah. All right on. So I'm making a movie, right? <clears throat> All right, so uh, we have our our young, like very similar to how Liam was setting his up, where this individual is uh, the the superhero is setting. Oh, uh, sorry, I have one thing to add to mine. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, my main character would be uh, like our hero would be played by Johnny Knoxville. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because I can see Johnny Knoxville kind of playing a role like that, where he is kind of a low light, low end con man, or sure. Like not particularly good at what he does, but he's good. But he's a he's a showman. Yeah, and, mm -hmm. yeah, and sure. kind of a charlatan. But okay, he's cool. old and, as uh, shit now. So and yeah. Uh, and then uh, my villain would be um, like 
who would be who would I get to play this villain who's just absolutely deranged? Michael, Michael Shannon. Shannon. Yeah. Let's go with that. <laughs> I knew it was How did going I know? There. Yep. Yep. I almost I was originally thinking uh, Willem Dafoe, but I'm like not nah, or Nicolas Cage, or like not nah, Michael Shannon. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> similar to how Liam was setting his up, uh, our con man is setting up uh, these stings and whatnot to uh, you know so what he does is he manages to get his buddies in on it. And his buddies are now going and setting up these uh, heists or or whatever. And he comes in dressed as a superhero with some knickknacks and like theatrics that make it seem like he has superpowers, right? Um, and he is then him and his friends are then so he's he pretends that he comes in and saves the day and his friends fuck off. Little do they know that they are now all in on the cash and whatnot. So our superhero character is now receiving a cut of all these profits as a hero. Oh man, I don't know why my Google Drive just was like, hey, sign in. It just popped up on screen. <laughs> uh, and so he's setting this stuff up. And we do have our villain who realizes that, oh, he's like, finally, I can finally come out of the shadows. And in coming out of the shadows, it's revealed that he does, in fact, have powers. Our villain does, in fact, genuinely have superpowers. Um, and when I said coming out of the shadows, I meant that literally. As this individual is able to sneak around in the shadows and turn when he sees a shadow or what or whatever, will be able to hop into the darkness and hide there and then be able to pop up in another shadow somewhere else. Um, and our, our superhero is one day doing a stick up or what have you in uh, the middle of the night. And since at nighttime, everything is dark, <laughs> our supervillain <laughs> is able to consume him and ends up taking him away and taking him to the side and, and, you know, basically being like, Hey, you're now my bitch, you little superhero. Uh, and the guy's like, I'm not a superhero. Like I'm, I'm not like I, I'm, I'm a con man. I'm this, you know, and the supervillain's like, well then let's change that. And then gives him powers because he's just like, I can't do this. I'm not going to continue to fight in by myself. Low level, low level heroes, the busy bodies, police officers, this, that, and the other thing. And he's like, well then here, I'll give you the antithesis of myself. So he gives them the power of the light. Um, and now our low level criminal is now gifted the power of light and is, uh, he, and now the, the man from the shadows are now going up against each other as a way to, uh, show the battle of good and evil. Uh, Ooh. I'll allow you to fill in the blanks as, as I go. <laughs> there you go. That's the movie that cool. I would suggest. All right. Right on. Hmm. I think I'm gonna go with Christians because I yeah. really like I, I like the idea of the villain like being like I don't want to fight cops I want to fight a superhero have power have some powers yeah like, <laughs> but he, he just gives them just a just just enough to be like it, it, so 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 he's like not a threat right but like but like enough of a challenge sort yeah. of thing yeah cool. and then as and cool. as he as our our young hero begins to realize that he likes being a superhero he now gains more power from the light ah, okay right on so nice. in chat remember in chat you can tell us what uh what movie you would watch and uh we'll add them to the tallies all right 
Uh, Liam, I think it's your turn. Is that right? Yeah. All right, go for it. All right. So, guys, you're making a movie mm-hmm. about these film bros who go through history, find historical figures, and alter their course so that they could make uh, was it their course to have more bloodshed happen. Oh, I was and like, they could write and they could write action movies about them in the future. So this is <laughs> this is grim, dark Bill and Ted. Yeah, they literally go like say they go back in time and they decide to to try and profiteer like they say they turn uh schindler into an action hero holy they uh they um i think this movie just writes it i think you just wrote it for us (laughs) tell me like just as an example like tell me uh like give schindler an uzi like tell me what tell me what happens and uh who you get to start it okay uh, first thing that happens, they go back to the ba- the Battle of Thermopylae, which is the battle that 300 is based on, mm. and give the Spartans more one-liners. Uh, <laughs> well, they don't even speak English. I know. Like... <laughs> That's so stupid. Speak ancient um, Greek to them? <laughs> or Rome? Well, they, they, they would have to, right? Is it, I, mean, I, guess, I guess they don't have uh yeah they were greek okay yeah, they're from they're from uh um which uh laconia i know i know general area of greece the, the reason i say that is because menos is greek and i know he's gonna fucking go off and chat in any second now. <laughs> yeah yeah the spartans uh were in ancient greece um but um yeah i think i think they like uh go to like these costume designers and stuff and get like <laughs> Like like accurately made or as accurately as possible made like uh, like historical like suits of armor and outfits and costumes and stuff, so they can like fit in and like they might go to like uh, like ancient uh, England in like French outfits and just start some shit so the so to get England and France to fight each other because it's not that hard to do that they they fight each other all the time, um, and like yeah they're they're going through uh, I think they go through like a lot of famous battles I think they go to. Uh, I think they go to the Siege of Orleans and get Joan of Arc to fuck some people up. Um, <laughs> so stupid. Because, uh, like, she 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 specifically said she never killed anybody. She just right. like waved the banner. But they're they're gonna they're gonna train her and get her to actually kill some folk. Um, they they go to they go to the Battle of Thermopylae and they help the Spartans win. Is the thing. Uh, they, they they prevent the, uh, the the Persians from getting around on the goat path and they help the three hundred Spartans actually win. Uh, yeah, Laconia. There you go. Ancient Greece for the win. <laughs> Do they have uh, Leonidas strangle Xerxes with his loincloth? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> his cock is just hanging out. Uh, <laughs> and you know what's funny? I, I read somewhere that, that if you had a big wiener back then, that you were considered really stupid. <laughs> it's true. So Leonidas that, that was, just has in, like I a tiny little micro Greece dick. Covers, yeah. <laughs> That's a man right there. Uh <laughs> cuts it off entirely he's like that's the smartest man alive (laughs) (laughs) okay i don't even mind like you you gave us a story so i'm just like fleshing it out and what what they do um uh where else do they go where else do they go uh they go to the battle of agincourt and make the french lose worse than they did um (laughs) uh um where there's I'm, i'm trying to i'm blanking on famous historical battles now fuck uh, oh, oh! Here's one. Uh, they go to the Battle of the Somme, where, uh, fun fact, both uh, Adolf Hitler and J.R.R. Tolkien were both at the Battle of the Somme, and they make them have a fist fight when they're young. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> neither of them die, so they can go on and become famous historical figures and everything. Uh, and th this is how bad these people are. They, they let Hitler live. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna bring up a meme. Uh, okay, just really quick. They, I'm just uh... gonna put it on the screen. So uh, there you go, everyone. <laughs> it's the it's the swear jar, and then telling people about history. <laughs> <laughs> I did do, it again. Uh, <laughs> do um they uh do they go back to Hitler oh as an God. infant, and instead of killing him, just teach him to only speak in adverbs? <laughs> <laughs> Sure, do it. I don't even think uh, I have I'm, a dog. I'm, I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see uh, uh, J.R. Tolkien versus Hitler uh, in in like the UFC or something. Uh. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I, so stupid. I don't have any any uh, fucking dog in this fight, but I'm gonna go for it anyway. Um, so our young characters named uh, named uh, Tim and 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 Bob. <laughs> It's like Bob, Bab, and Tim. Uh, they realize through they, so they they. I know Liam's Lucas is gonna win, so I don't even know why I'm fucking trying. But they go into a pawn shop one day, and they're struggling screenwriters who are just looking for some inspiration of any sort. And once they go into this pawn shop, they're guided into the back by the owner, who is like. Oh, so you're looking for that? So sorry, they walk in and they're like, "Hey, man, like we're looking for like mo any movie props you might have because they're in Los Angeles, FYI." And like we're looking for any like movie props that maybe you have, like maybe somebody got rid of or whatever. And he's like, "Oh, you want movie props? I got one better for you." So he takes them into the back and he shows them a typewriter, and he's like, "This typewriter was Orson Welles's typewriter, and he used this to write all the great works of fiction and that he wrote." And they're like, holy shit, did he write um, Citizen Kane on it? And he's like, no, that was a different typewriter. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so they're like, okay, uh, yeah, we'll take it. And he's like, you know what? You can have it for free. And so they take the typewriter and uh, they go back home and they start writing their, uh, their script. And they say internal or external uh, Normandy afternoon <laughs> which afternoon and they hit they hit enter and then the room starts to swell and it's like and they're teleported back to normandy we're talking fucking d-day <laughs> and they're like holy shit this is awful <laughs> this is we don't want to be here so they write like internal our house day <laughs> and are teleported back and they realize I like, I like how you just type Normandy, and they know exactly what time period you're talking about. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and anyway, so they're brought back home, and they realize this is a time traveling typewriter that they use to then uh, change history as they at their will. So they write uh, internal uh, theater whenever Abraham Lincoln died. <laughs> <laughs> 1865. Thank you. Um, what was the theater? The the Ford Theater, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Ford Theater, 1869. And then they both go, nice. And then they hit enter. And <laughs> 1865. 18, nice. Oops. Uh, 1865. They're like, ah, shit, we're four years late. <laughs> <laughs> He's been dead for four years. They give, uh, do they give Lincoln an AK-47 to fight back No, with? but they, they stop John Wilkes Booth, mm -hmm. which allows Lincoln to continue his presidency. 
at that time were there st- were they still only allowed to have like two uh, terms? Um, or was it- no? You could have more than two terms because FDR uh, did three terms and he was in the 1900s. Right. So he, Lincoln's like, "Fuck y'all! I'm going to be president forever." And so <laughs> <laughs> Lincoln uh, ends up continuing his his reign, but in doing so, we realize that Lincoln not a great guy. <laughs> Lincoln's kind of a fucking piece of shit. And he retracts the Emancipation Proclamation. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. And ends up completely destroying America and causing it to turn into a just like complete hellscape. And the boys are, the, the two guys are just like, we don't like this. So they have to go back and they kill Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> There's my movie. All right. Yours was was an actual story. (laughs) Lincoln's the bad guy in this one. (laughs) All right. So I hate to say it, guys, but it's a tie. Because one, with Lu- I like how Lucas used actual uh, multiple historical events. But I, <laughs> I also feel like love- Lucas and I could like meld our ideas together. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying, yeah, but yeah. I do love the idea of a magic typewriter. <laughs> magic typewriter is pretty sick. I love it. Yours has a cool story about a magic typewriter. Mine has J.R.R. Tolkien and Hitler having a fist fight. Which is great. So. I, I, yeah, I feel like that. Have you, you, I know you haven't seen uh, Hot Tub Time Machine 2, but at the end mm. of that movie, they like keep going back in time and, and fixing history. I feel like oh, that's yeah. pretty much what would happen in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> they just have J.R.R. Tolkien and Hitler in a UFC boxing match. <laughs> Okay. Oh, uh, is that that's all of us, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Right so we all made movies there. Game. Let us know which movie you would like to watch in the chat. Um, before we get too far into fan casting, I would like to say we are still going to be doing uh, Cool Wars at the end of this episode. If you don't know what Cool Wars is, uh, Cool Wars is basically a game we like to play at the end of every single episode of the Thundercast in which we pit two people against each other in a battle of coolness. Uh, two characters from a completely arbitrary list that we've made. If you have ideas for characters you would like to see go up against each other, please put your pairing or your matchup in the chat and we will address it during our break. Having said that, let's hop into fan casting, everybody. Uh, so we each chose a movie. Uh, that we would like to see fan cast or property or property. Liam, just <sighs> let me explain <laughs> the shit. God damn it! Um, and because we didn't want to extend this one too too far, uh, my property will be done by Liam. Liam's property will be done by Lucas, and I will be doing Lucas's property. Uh, uh, by not extending it too hard, you made the game harder. Tanya said, missed Christians for puppy reasons, but still voting for Lucas. Tanya is literally in the the other room. So, uh, yeah. (laughs) Okay. So, who would like to go first? And and let us know what your movie is. I'll do my property. Go ahead, Liam. Sorry, I'll do my property, or in this case, movie, because it's quick. Go ahead. Uh, So, Christian has tasked me with... um, recasting uh mad max fury road which uh i thought would be hard but then i realized that since the characters are very much archetypes mm-hmm. and you just need to get people that give off a similar demeanor demeanor it wouldn't be too too hard uh i guess i'll start with max because he's in the title um and i know this actor campaigned i don't know if he could get the real aggressiveness or animalistic nature that tom hardy had but i was thinking jeremy renner Oh, yeah. Like he kind of has that okay. look, and I know he's a good enough actor to be, like, really, uh, was it to really, uh, uh, was it mold himself into the role? 
Also, let's admit it, Tom... Tom Hardy, you could tell from making that whole movie, he was miserable and did not want to be there. Yeah. Like, his performance really isn't that great. Um, For um, uh, Furiosa, um, that was a tricky one. Um, Originally, I thought, um, uh, what do you call it? Maybe, uh, if we're putting it into the context of when this movie was shoot, maybe Angelina Jolie. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Okay. Like, she kind of had a similar uh, presence to what Charlize Theron has these days for a while. Sure. Yeah. I, I thought you, uh, I, I definitely thought you were going to say Rosario Dawson, for sure. I don't uh, know, I don't know why, but I, th- I totally thought you were going to say her. <laughs> um, and for uh, what's uh, Nick Holt's character named again? Nick Holt? Uh, yeah. It's um, oh, Nux. Shit, what's his name? Nux. Nux. There you go. Um, I was thinking just because I know he's a skinny, manic, crazy guy, um, Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I get behind that. I love that. it. I yeah. love it. I get behind that. Um, and for uh, Morton Joe, that's where it got really tricky. Maybe, uh, maybe Vincent D'Onofrio. Fuck, that'd be, Ooh. that's an inspired choice. That's an inspired I choice. I like it. This is all, oh but God. here's the thing. You, you casted an entirely American <laughs> Uh, Mad Max movie, which I find <laughs> quite Australians. hilarious. Yeah, it would not go over well, uh, especially if Miller wanted to shoot in Australia. Yeah. Yep. Well, they didn't shoot it in Australia, <laughs> so. Uh, not all of it. I know parts of it were just because they couldn't go to. Uh, part of why it took the, the movie took so long to get to filming is because he wanted to shoot it out in uh, uh, what is it? Parts of the Middle East, but there was the Iraq War going on. Right. And uh, the UN just said, like, yeah, no, nobody's going there to film. <laughs> You're not allowed here. <laughs> but yeah that's pretty much what i've got for uh obviously keep miller as director because nobody should be touching mad max except for him yeah cool uh okay. uh i'll go next okay uh so lucas tax taxed me <laughs> <laughs> give me that money with uh doing Taxing you. star wars uh, mm-hmm. with, with specifically with modern actors with modern actors this we're talking about a new hope we're talking about the mm-hmm. original Star Wars film uh, and so my if we were going to do it in modern day we're ta- same plot uh, I don't think anything mm-hmm. much would change but I'll, I'll go from I'll go from le- like least important to most important in the script okay mm-hmm. so least important uh for as chewy i think the obvious choice is doug jones yeah i, yeah. I don't think we could think of anyone else besides doug jones for that uh, the only thing the only concern i would have with doug jones is like uh is that he's he's really lean and tall but he doesn't have a huge build like chewy yeah but the, the suit the suit yeah the suit i suppose do i don't know it was just that's why i always thought chewy would be hard to cast yeah that's fair yeah yeah. Um, next up, in terms of who it in well, sig, screen time. Screen time. <laughs> screen time. <laughs> At the same time. Would 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 you say Vader or Obi Wan? Uh, Vader actually has very little screen time in. Vader uh, only has twelve minutes total yeah. in A New Hope. So Vader, Michael Jai White as the voice of Vader. I think he okay. played Spawn in uh, the live action movie of Spawn. Um, uh, Black uh, Black Dynamite. Um, he was oh, okay. On Arrow. okay. Yeah. I and think, he's oh. probably one of the most legitimate Hollywood tough guys out there. Yeah. But don't tell Steven nice. Seagal that. Yes. 
Yeah, so Michael Jai White. You know what? No, Steven Seagal has Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he is tall enough, probably. Or, Vi- like... or Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel is Darth Vader. <laughs> He's all about family. <laughs> I, am... I am your father. It looks more like... There you go. <laughs> I have your family. <laughs> no, Michael Michael Jai White. Uh as right. Obi-Wan, uh Jaiman Hanso. I think okay. we, right. we got okay. it. I think I, I would love I'm it. I, I think I could I get behind it. I, I support it 110%. Uh he also would have been around the right age of he's also around the right age that Alec Guinness would have been. That's right. And he's in like in his fifties, right? Ish. Yeah. I mean either of it, like not far off at least. Uh, next up, uh, Han Solo. I would have Luke Evans as Han Solo. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think he's got the look, and he definitely he has like the gruffness, the toughness. I think mm-hmm. he. I think he would do a really good job. Uh, My only thing is, I don't know if he'd get the humor of Han. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I think. We, well, then again, like Harrison Ford isn't the most humorous person. I mean, he well, he was well, funny. I, mean, I guess so much. Of- so much of Han did come from Harrison Ford's kind of like uh, dry, yeah, yeah kind of like dry or like come on mm-hmm. sense of humor. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't know. Maybe Luke Evans could handle it. We'll never Maybe. know. And then as Leia, I would have Amber Stevens West as uh, as Leia. She was in uh, Twenty Two Jump Street. She plays Ariel in the Amazing Spider Man. She was also in Fast oh. and the Furious Tokyo Drift as cheerleader number one. Uh, and okay. Amber okay. Stevens West. Amber Stevens West. Here, for those of you uh, watching at home, I'll bring up a picture of her on the screen. Um, oh, oh, I know who that is. Amber Stevens West. I need to look it up. Uh, Amber Stevens West. Yeah, Ice Cube's daughter in uh, 22 Jump Street, yes. right? Yes. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. And then finally, as Luke, Logan Lerman. I would have Logan Lerman. Oh, okay. Interesting. Do you, know Interesting. Who I think, do you know who I think would have been a great Luke if he were still alive? Anton Yelkin. Yeah, that's a fucking inspired choice, Liam. That's good. Yeah, that's good. I support that 110. We also Mm -hmm. lost him too early. We definitely Mm -hmm. did. This is true. Yeah. Uh, And then directed by Alex Garland. Okay, cool. I think that'd be interesting. Right on. I mean, it would definitely be very, it would be a very more gritty or like a hard sci fi take on Star Wars, but. Yeah. Yeah. Lucas. Okay, I guess it's my turn. Uh, Liam tasked me uh, with uh, recasting the uh, cast of uh, Star, uh, not Star Wars, Star Trek: The Next Generation. I I'm doing Star Wars: like, The Force imagine, Awakens. Uh, <laughs> like imagine uh, the cast of the Next Generation in the Kelvin timeline, like uh, the yeah. Abrams. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's kind. Of, that's kind of what I was. What I was thinking. Uh, also, fun fact for our audience, which is I misunderstood how we were doing this, so I went out of my way earlier today to. Um, uh, was it to try to write out my own cast uh, for this, yeah. thinking that I had to share mine. So if you guys <laughs> want to hear that after Lucas is done, hit me up. It's probably going to be better than mine. You have more time to work on it. Um, for Picard, let's start with Captain Picard. He's, he's the captain of the ship. Got to start with him. Uh, I'm thinking, since this is kind of a Kelvin timeline uh, sort of thing, uh, that is a lie, Thunder Lizard Collective. But anyway, <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> Do you want to give some? Re- uh, you want to give some fucking like uh, not reference. You want to give some context for what you're Christian? Yeah, the, uh, let the man talk. No, Chris. Uh, no, no, that's fine. Uh, Christian put in the chat uh, best Star Wars movie in reference to Manos uh, talking about the Force Awakens. Yeah. 
Uh, it's not the best Star Wars movie. It's a good Star Wars movie. Not the best. It's Thunder um, anyway. Lizard Collective's favorite one. What can I say? No, it's not. <laughs> we have higher standards than that. Uh, anyway, anyway Jean-Luc Picard. Uh, why not choose an actor who's already played a Patrick Stewart role? You mean Let's go uh, with sorry, James McAvoy of the of the USS hmm? Enterprise? Yes, <laughs> the Enterprise. En- Enterprise E. Yeah, <laughs> let's go. With, let's go with James McAvoy. That's a great fucking choice. You know, I Thank thought you. about him, but I, <laughs> the only reason I did it is because I was like too obvious. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, for um, bu- 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 bu. uh, Deanna Troy. I'm gonna Deanna Troy next. Um, I'm gonna say Felicity Jones. She's not, 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 not quite, not exactly what I was kind of looking for, but I think, I think she, I think she could do it. I think she has kind of the yeah. right energy. I acted I, surprised as if I knew the character. I like, <laughs> but I like Felicity uh, she, Jones. So to give she, you she, an she's idea, the, she's the counselor on the ship. She, she's half Betazoid, which means she's an, an empath. She can literally feel other people's feelings. Oh. In the, uh, she's a lot like uh, Jean Grey in the X Men comics. Like very empathetic, always resorts to like reason and trying to talk to people before like any form of conflict or violence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, for Data, this is a hard one. And I'm kind of defaulting on it because I can't think of a better choice, even though I'm not super stoked about this choice. I'm going to say Benedict Cumberbatch because we know we, we, he can kind of do that emotionless thing. Uh, that's just his I, again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like crazy about that choice, but I can't think of a better one. Right I don't now, think be Benedict Cumberbatch is a human being. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was built by Hollywood. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, for Worf, uh, I'm thinking Idris Elba. I think Idris Elba mm. would be a pretty good choice for Worf. He, he's he he can do that like stoic badass sort of uh, sort of energy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but also be a bit of a softy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I think I think I think he would be great. And also, uh, he, he's got the he's got like the build for being a Klingon as well. He's a big guy. Tanya said, he looks boo. like a big guy. What are you booing, Tanya? <laughs> <laughs> Probably Ben of the Cumberbatch. Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. We we are a couple seconds behind in the chat there. By the way. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, and lastly, uh, Riker, I'm, I'm having trouble with Riker for some reason. I'm having a lot of trouble. Uh, my, my joking answer is my boy, Dennis Quaid. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'd love to see Dennis Quaid in a, in a Star Trek thing. I don't know why I like Dennis Quaid so much. Oh no, Uh, I was thinking Randy Quaid for (laughs) Oh no, not Randy Quaid. Let's throw Randy Quaid in this equation. (laughs) He, He could be, um. Yeah, come be his data. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, I'm, I'm not. I'm not excited about that choice. I just got no better ideas. Yeah. Um, but Riker, I'm thinking. Um. Oh no, I had something in my head. Fuck. Uh. Oh no, I lost it. Fuck. Uh. Um. Liam Hemsworth. I don't know. It's a terrible choice. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just gonna name a I, name. I had, I had I had one in my head. I should have written it down. Fuck. Oh well. Let's go with Liam Hemsworth. Mine's probably the worst cast. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> there we go. All right. I was okay. gonna say I. Uh, what is it? Can I oh, share yeah. mine? Just because yeah, I did do the writing for it earlier <laughs> yeah, today. I, I, honest, I honestly want to hear, hear yours. Um. For uh, since this is a Kelvin timeline. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you call it? You can't. I felt like I could take some liberties uh, with uh, some like casting, um, but the first one is Picard, Mark Strong. Ooh, because like Mark that. Strong like usually that. plays a bad guy, but he could also be very genuine and carry himself. It was very smart and well spoken. And he's bald. Yeah, <laughs> that's number one thing about, about um, Picard. He's gonna be bald. Gotta be bald. 
He's also a Brit, so that helps. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I was for, thinking uh, about doing Ben Kingsley, but then we did that for X Men last time. Oh so. right, um, <laughs> for uh, Riker, I that one was also hard, so I went with Richard Madden. Ooh, I like that much better than mine. Much know. better. Who's um, Richard Madden? Uh, uh, he was uh, Rob Stark in Game of Thrones. He was um, uh, uh, nineteen seventeen. He's yeah, the he one the who. Uh, uh, what is it? One who will uh, uh, right. uh, Blake's older brother. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. 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 Um, for Data, this is a weird pick, but I feel like he's a good enough actor where he can subdue himself. I was thinking Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Huh. Oh. Huh. Interesting. Huh. I haven't seen him in anything in a long time. He's mostly just been focused on doing music these days. Apparently being in like seven major Hollywood features in 2012 really burnt him out. I mean, fair. Um, then um, for uh, LaForge, or uh, Jordy, I said uh, R.J. Seiler. Who played uh, Billy in um, uh, Power Rangers uh, 2007 mm -hmm. or 2017? Green Ranger? Uh, no, uh, Blue Ranger. Blue Ranger. Um, oh, I can see that. Uh, Counselor Troy. I liked Lucas's choice a lot more than mine. Mine was <laughs> I wasn't sold on. I said on a day arms. Oh. oh okay. Okay. Um, Worf. Uh, Mike Coulter. Okay. Um, Luke Cage from uh, Marvel's Luke Cage. Oh, and, oh, yeah, cool. And Jay's dad in uh, Men in Black 3. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, for Dr. Crusher, uh, Vera Farmiga. Oh, I can see that. I can see that. Um, and uh, for Wesley, I said uh, Noah Schapp, who's uh, Will from oh, Stranger yeah, Things. Yeah. That's actually uh, yeah. pretty good. I made, I made a joke before we, um, before we uh, started rolling where I said, I want to cast Wesley Crusher as just modern day Will Wheaton. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but but he's still a teenager. Yeah, he's still playing a teenager. He's still playing a teenager. He's still Wheaton. got the full beard and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Will Wheaton's beard is the grossest fucking beard on the planet. Christian also it's has disgusting. that. disgusting. Christian also hates oh, Will Wheaton for reasons I love I don't Will Wheaton. Know. What are you talking I about? You told me you don't like Will Wheaton. I you like said you Will think Wheaton. he's a dork. He is a dork. He is a dork. I love tabletop. And also he... And also, every time I've seen him in a D&D game, and every tabletop game that involves dice, he rolls like shit. Yeah. He is truly cursed. Yeah. Like, people, that's, not even, that's not even a joke. People get him to roll their dice at cons and stuff, and he's like, why? <laughs> Don't make me do this to you. He was on a couple episodes. He was on, like, two episodes of Critical Role, and, like, in two sessions, he rolled, like, 12 nat ones or something like oh, that. Oh, jeez. Which is wild. That's unbelievable. He rolled one nat 20. It was, it was good. So, anyway. that was the games episode. <laughs> Wheaton, versus, Wheaton Beard versus Christian Beard? No, Tanya. Please don't. No. <laughs> no. Uh, Lucas saw my movie beard once, and it made me look like I was fucking Amish. Um, <laughs> not a never going to happen again. Anyway, thank you for watching this episode of the Thundercast. We're going to go for a quick little break again for about five minutes one more time, and then we are going to be back with another exciting edition of... Cool, cool wars. Cool wars. If you have any suggestions for cool wars, please put them in the chat right now, and we will look at them. All right, we will see you again in a moment. Sex is good, not just in physical pleasure, but also in itself is something good that God created for our enjoyment. Thanks, God. <laughs> Thanks, God. Oh. <laughs> I opened the show on a burp. <laughs> you saw that? I did, and I heard it. So, yes, everybody, welcome oh, back God. to the Thundercast. 
we are jumping right into another exciting edition of Cool Wars. Cool Wars is a game we like to play at the end of every single episode of the Thundercast in which we pit characters against each other based off of a list that's entirely arbitrary. Um, and they are battling in a battle of cool. They are not physically I, fighting. I, I wanted to see how fast I could viewer, say that. I think the two viewers we have know the rules of Cool Wars. Yeah, but Liam, people who... <sighs> Gotta explain it! <laughs> oh, it's just, you get you fucked up my rhythm. You fucked up my rhythm. <laughs> I say it at the end of every single episode of the show, Liam. It's just You're how doing things it so quick too. work. <laughs> yes. Cool Wars is based off of a list that is entirely arbitrary. It is. <laughs> um, yeah, so you know, basically we're going to pit two characters up against each other in a battle of coolness. Uh, they are not physically fighting. It is purely a battle of cool. Uh, since we didn't have any suggestions in the chat, Liam, who yeah, is... thanks, guys. <laughs> hey, <laughs> don't blame them. What's fucking wrong with you, <laughs> uh, Liam? Uh, t- who are we battling today? Uh, today we have um, Faye Valentine from uh, Cowboy Bebop versus Ash Williams from the Evil Dead at Army of Dark from the Evil Dead at Army of Darkness. That's right. What an mm-hmm. odd mm-hmm. matchup. Yes, <laughs> it's a, it is a weird one. It's a very weird eight character. seconds on the clock and three, eight, eight two, one. Seconds. Oh my eight seconds, oh my god. Eight minutes. Eight minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and talk real quick. <laughs> eight minutes on the clock. Um, hey, I picked up Christian's bug of talking really fast. Do you like guys like when I talk fast? Do you like when I talk fast? <laughs> you know, when I was a kid, I really wanted to be an auctioneer because I liked the way they talked so fast. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so... The thing here's the thing with Ash. Ash is a total fucking knob. <laughs> he's an idiot. He is a Ash total is, so, knob. He's a guy but, who but, thinks he's cool. Well, the yeah. thing with Ash is Ash is a fucking idiot, but he's also at least on a craftsmanship level like pretty intelligent like he knows. Yeah, he somehow <laughs> made like a working cybernetic hand out of medieval yeah. <laughs> tools he, and equipment. He also made like that whirly bird of death thing with his car. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's true. He's, he's a mechanical genius, apparently. That's yeah, but he was also <laughs> stupid enough to saw his hand off when it was possessed. I would, that's not stupidity. That's just necessity. Oh, <laughs> no, it was pretty dumb. That's, that's his he, first he, response. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do. And honestly, he does have some pretty, I don't know if cool is the right word, but very memorable one-liners. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, groovy. Hail to the king, baby. <laughs> Hail to the king, baby. <laughs> Yep. Name's Ash. Housewares. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can oh my we, god. Uh, I love Army of Darkness so Manos, much. I know what you're going to say. He said, can we suggest anime characters? And then he put a Jolly Roger. I know what you're going to say. And we're already doing Cool Wars. <laughs> yeah. No One Piece <laughs> characters. <laughs> no, none of us have seen One Piece. This um, is true. Okay. Uh, so yeah. Faye is uh, one is of the a, members uh, of the con artist slash femme fatale. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, who was uh, essentially uh, before, like, 70 years before the events of of, uh, of where Cowboy Bebop takes place, uh, was in an accident with, uh, was in the accident that essentially blew up half the moon. So she was put into a coma with no memory or recollection of who she is. Like, even her name, uh, Faye, was given to her by the doctors in the hospital. Rah, 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 don't lose me. Mm. <laughs> And, uh, I mean, Faye, Faye has a lot of uh, cool things about her, uh, but also at the same time, she's kind of entitled. Yeah, and, like, and, and kind of annoying is, sometimes, and kind of a brat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, very. Whoa. What was that? 
That was an that was a siren of some kind. Oh, I thought it was a cat. Um, no. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, she she's very entitled, um, mm. and definitely feels as though uh, she runs the bebop uh, at times. Mm-hmm. Slash mm-hmm. has no feels as though she doesn't want to be there a lot of the time. Um, oh wow, your gain just like went up through the roof, Lucas. Now I can hear your entire it? room. It's weird. I don't. Know no, I, I didn't but, touch anything. Oh, you got well, the really thing about Faye is that. Uh, was it she is very much a young uh, was it a person just tr- trying desperately to find her way mm-hmm. which is something that's really interesting and almost kind of endearing especially when you kind of learn about what happened to her yeah yeah it's honestly also just kind of really sad it's tragic yeah her 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 entire story is very tragic and the way that they play it out in the show is very well timed because like for a while you're meant to kind of not empathize with Faye for a very long time until you see that episode uh, and it's revealed how tragic her backstory really is and you kind of discover she is a self-made person and needs to be she because she she literally can't remember mm-hmm. anything about herself and she literally woke up inheriting a shit ton of debt yeah and got screwed yeah. by uh, somebody met posing to be her social worker yeah mm-hmm. uh, Ash went through time and can't read. <laughs> or it's not that he can't read, it's that he can't remember via. Right. He can't remember the magic words. <laughs> Look to Verona. I mean, he, is, he is surprised. Yeah. <laughs> he is surprisingly competent in a fight, though. That's true. Like, he, can, he can handle himself. Which Literally, is... he handles himself. <laughs> many, 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 many tiny versions of himself. That is true. That is true. Um, there's also, uh, one thing that is always, I don't know if this is funny about, cool about Ash as much as it is funny about the movies, which is that with the exception of Army of Darkness, notice how every Evil Dead movie ends with Ash getting royally screwed in the end. Mm-hmm. 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 But he, he keeps going. He, he does, he does always, he, he always, he's getting back up. Could do this all day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where are we at on the clock, Liam? Three minutes. We have three minutes left. Um, because there is a delay, uh, please write in the chat who your choice is between Ash Williams and Faye Valentine. Uh, and we will probably not use your votes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is our show, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who do you think you are? A fucking audience member? Um, um, <laughs> one thing uh, that is kind of cool about Faye, where the last time, uh, the last time we ever see her on that show is that her entitledness kind of goes away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like in a sense of like, I just don't want the one person who I've started to actually kind of care about just leave and just essentially walk away and die. Mm-hmm. Right. Like she has that really uh, beautiful scene with uh, Spike right before he leaves to go fight Vicious. Yes. Uh, Sorry, <laughs> awkward silence there for a second. Yeah. Uh, yes, I agree. Yeah, I I think she, she has a very exceptional character arc and uh, Ash doesn't. Really? Well, I mean, Ash is also like just kind of be- Ash has mm-hmm. also kind of become like an icon of horror and uh, uh, what is it? And like Evil Dead Two is kind of a poster movie for uh, the blending of horror and comedy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, uh, also a poster boy for uh, reboots. <laughs> uh, uh, Kate said she had to mute all the stuff about Bebop because it's still on her watch list. Uh, so sorry about that. Oops, sorry. Uh, we didn't really spoil much. Did we? Uh, maybe a little bit, but a little bit. Yeah, but it is what it is. Okay. Not bad. I think I'm ready. I think I am too. 
Yeah. Liam, are you ready? It's tricky, but I'm I'm going to go with just, uh, what is it? My gut of chance, even though I don't know if I trust my gut on this one. Okay, ready? Three, yeah. two, two, one. one. Ash. Ooh. I, I have a lot of trouble not saying uh, what is it not saying ash just because like <laughs> i think uh, i think the reason i find at uh, kind of unironically but also ironically is that ash is cool because ash is not cool yeah, if that makes any sense. That's why I decided to go with Ash. Tanya said in the chat, Ash, the hair, the jawline, the one-liners. <laughs> so, Lucas, we got outvoted. There. We, I guess by chat, yeah. We did, we got because we got Luke, we got Liam, we got Manos, we got Tanya. Yeah, we got outvoted. Uh, we lost. We lost. Damn it. Ash, go, Ash goes on. Ash is the winner. Ash is on. Um, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> fucking ash is cooler than Bay valentine okay yeah all right <laughs> i mean one thing uh one last thing even though it's over now that ash does have or Faye does have over ash ash looks and acts stupid while Faye is just devastatingly sexy oh, okay <laughs> lucas you want to take us out <laughs> sure all right, well, thank you so much for listening and, and hanging out, everybody, in the live show. Uh, if you liked this show, uh, we are on social media at Thunder Lizard Collective on YouTube, uh, Facebook, and Instagram. And on Twitter, we are Thunder Lizard OG. Uh, did I say YouTube? Did I you say did. YouTube? Yes. Well, you know, you know where where you are. You're watching um, right now. On yeah. YouTube. Uh, we also uh, Christian streams the most, but I occasionally join him on Twitch.tv/ThunderLizardCollective. Uh, did I get that URL? You did. URL right? You did. Cool. Uh, we also have another show uh, called uh, Thunder and Dragons, uh, where I uh, guide. Liam, Christian, and our friend Dan through uh, uh, the D&D version of Godhood. Uh, we have a lot of fun there. Uh, what am I missing? Uh, and also, please uh, subscribe to our Patreon. We have a Patreon where uh, we have a couple of our uh, uh, patrons in chat. So thank you very much. That's right. Um, I'll thank if you. Liked, yeah, oh. If you liked, yeah, yeah, yes. Thank Let's you, everybody. Thank you. Uh, what's what's our list? We gotta name them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I forget. I forget the list. No worries. The list. Thank you to our patrons. I would like to thank Kate, Tanya, Scott, Manos, and Owen. Thank you very much. Yeah, for thank you very much. Your continued support. And also uh, follow us uh, and rate us five stars on iTunes, uh, Spotify, and all other uh, podcast platforms wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, what did I miss? Did I miss anything? You nailed it on the head. Cool. I was all over the place, but cool. You know, you hit it. <laughs> right on. This has been the Thundercast for this week. My name is Christian. My name is Lucas. And I'm Liam. See ya. We're still here. We're still live. Yes. <laughs> We're still live. We are still live. 